Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I would like to pose to you guys the stack of topics. Oh. Because it was such a hit yeah. last time. Yes. And uh, this is a uh, stash of, well, we have uh, we have scrap paper here between me and Casey, and every now and then I'll jot down a note, and I will uh, put it in the stack of topics. And uh, I've, some of these have been sitting around for years, I think, yes. but I just never really have gotten around to. Oh, we should date these uh, from, from now on. From now on. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Who would like to choose from the uh, stack well, topic? Kathy, Kathy did the last did. time and scored a home run. All right, you want to have you her want do, to it do it again? again? Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking that. Let's right. see if she has the gift. Let me spread these out, <laughs> and uh, I'll put them face down. Kathy, pick and whatever it is we'll talk about. Now, some of them suck. Yeah, and okay? we, we will. We as the oh. Council of Elders can decide if it's horrible or not. Yeah. All right, Kathy. It may be in my. Shorthand or whatever, but what does it say? Saying your parent, your parents or grandparents say, "Oh, padiddle." Okay, yes. So here you go. Okay, not padiddle. It, it's p period d d l e. Yeah. So so all right. I was thinking. My dad used to say this thing all the time, and I never knew what the hell he meant by it. Okay, and it would be if you asked him, "Hey, Dad, what are you doing?" He would say, "No, oh, nothing. Just piddling around." Okay. Right. 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 And I never really thought about it. It was just a saying that I grew up with in my house. Piddling around, piddling around. Piddle about. Uh, piddle about, piddle about. <laughs> piddle it. And I assume it's it's to avoid saying pissing around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because a uh, piddle would be, right? Yeah, I would think so. Right? Oh, yeah. Piddle pads, right? What's a piddle pad? Piddle pad, it's like a... Oh, for a dog? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't realize that until recently, so I, I jotted that down, right. what that meant. Piddle. But little isms that somebody in your household, it's usually a parent or grandparent right, right. who says some type of thing, and you'd never really thought about it. It was just something that would... My dad would always also say, um, and you guys probably heard this before, G-Mini Christmas. Yeah. G-Mini Christmas? G-Mini, yeah. He would yes. say G-Mini. G-Mini? G-Mini Christmas. What about... Instead of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. What about futzing? Futzing around, yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess when they use it in con in context, you can understand what they're saying, right? So like it's usually replacement for the c word, right? <laughs> no, but my mom says puttering around, and yeah. and that's just her way of saying I'm just doing little things to keep busy, rather than just sit around and do nothing. I'm gonna putter. I'm gonna, you know, is that a golf? Um, reference? I don't if know. It's my but mom, I, it's not. I, it, it's an older reference. I yeah. know I've heard that before. Oh, dad putters around the house, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and just looking for something to do, essentially, is what Trying to stay somewhat active. Uh, I don't putter. I just sit on the couch, right? Right, right, so, yeah. But there, there are people that um, don't allow themselves to do that. And, and they putter around. And, and they putter, and they just kind of like, you know, like my, my like neighbor. pounding the putt. <laughs> my neighbor would, um, you would see him just kind of walking around his property Looking for a project, looking for something to do, and he would just kind of like walk around and okay, I guess this is what you I'm going to be doing. You want me to come over there and touch it? <laughs> I remember seeing a show where somebody mentioned that their father would say uh, that person's dumber than a cat turd rolled in cracker crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that one. Me That's neither. what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. this is what I want to hear: two one five two six three WMMR, a nonsensical type of phrase 
that was a regular around your household, and maybe you've never figured it out, or it's just something you never really thought about. You well, you know? almost have, you know, families will develop their own um, language, you know, their their own uh, their own vocabulary, and then uh, sometimes they expand outside of the family and become sort of common nomenclature. In right. my family, um, anybody says "Happy Birthday," the response automatically is "Sema to you." And uh, the reason for that... Same to you. Same to you. And the reason is that my Italian grandfather, uh, Italian great-grandfather uh, on my mom's side uh, didn't speak English that well. And so uh, when people would wish him a happy birthday, he would just be like... Uh, it'd be like saying, hey, how you doing? And he'd be yeah. like, ah, same to you. <laughs> so now it just became this thing. And now everybody in the family says, <laughs> you know, happy you. birthday, happy anniversary or whatever. Same to you. Uh, here's a text that says, my dad would sometimes ask me, think the rain will hurt the rhubarb? <laughs> What? And the correct answer to that is, not if it's in a can, it won't. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Think the rain will hurt the rhubarb? I love that. Wow. Uh, let me go to Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good, Good morning, morning, Ed. That's one. There you go. What's up, Suzanne? Well, when me and my sisters used to come in the house when my parents um, were home, my mom would scream, we don't want any, like there was a salesman at the door. Okay. Never knew what that meant. It took a long time for me to go, oh, my gosh. Oh, you never knew what that meant. Oh, that's funny. So, Suzanne, I, I know a couple of people from door-to-door salesmen. It used to be the that you'd meet them at the door, you know, when there was a lot of them, like full of brush and all that stuff, and the vacuum cleaner salesman, mm. we don't want any. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But, but she would come home and have no idea what the, the reference <laughs> was. Funny. It was just a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right, thank you, Suzanne. And then that moment when it dawns on you, you're like, oh. oh. We need That's to have her committed. Like, piddle around. Yeah. I, when I wrote that down, I was like, yeah, my dad used to say this, and I, you know, I never really even thought about it. And then, like, later that day, I was like, oh, piddle, pee, pissing around, just kind of, you know, I knew what it meant. He's incontinent. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, no, I know what okay. you're saying. Uh, so, just what do you think? I just fell off the turnip truck. That was uh, something that uh, my parents would say all the time. Okay, right? so you you, uh, um, you think I'm an idiot? Yeah, you think R- I'm an idiot? Right, now, right. I wonder what the derivation of that phrase is. Um, I don't know what the derivation is, but I remember when I was a kid, uh, when I was at the neighbor's house across the street, there's a they had like an adult son that lived with them, and right. I remember the the topic of. Uh, my parents saying, what do you think? I just fell off the turnip truck. And this guy said to me, and it didn't dawn on me until much later on what I think he was saying, which he goes, hey, next time they say that, you say, no, but I just came on a head of lettuce. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you being for real right now? This I'm is a being, real story. Uh, this is a real story. This is also riding on a head of lettuce, but yeah, yeah, taken yeah. in another way. Okay. Uh-huh. That's and, hilarious. And he, I just remember him <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> And I didn't get it. I, I was like, but it stood out so much. Did you say it in response at no, all? No, okay. Because I didn't. I didn't understand what I didn't understand what it meant. Right. Did I, I gotcha. use the the right I, grammar I, there? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, but this guy also said a couple of other things to me that I'm like, dude, you don't say that to kids. Like, he, you know, like I got a ga- cabbage patch kid when I was like nine years old. Yeah. And he called me the F word for for a gay person, uh, the slang oh, term. Oh, yeah. he sounds like a real sweetheart. Oh, he's a uh, total yeah. sweetheart. Is it the kind of guy who used to have like uh, like nudie films in the basement? Probably. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh! Thank you, Diane. What's the phrase? 
So my parents um, would speak Polish at home, and I don't speak Polish at all, so that was really helpful. But um, so what? There was one thing that they used to say, and I, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it in Polish. It was "puci uh, wapach," okay, and it would be uh, it's like, "So what are you doing?" And I'll put you "puci wapach." It was spit and catch. It's like, you know, spit and catch it in your hand. And it was like a thing to say that if you were bored, too, it's like, oh, I can't think of anything to do. It's like, I'll go spit and catch. It's That's an old phrase. Go, go. go. It used really? to be, it was truncated down to go spit. In fact, it's used in lethal weapon. Yeah. Go, go spit. Go spit. I'm like, dude, you're tied up. You're being tortured and go spit is the best go you can spit. come up with. This is an R-rated you, film, bro. Yeah, it is. You're stinky. Yeah. You're stinky. Um, go I, spit. Uh, but but it might have, uh, so it translate as a, it translates as a Polish saying. And go to hell, well. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe, you know, Polish people were really into lethal weapon. I, I <laughs> yeah, maybe. His favorite film here. Go spit. Yeah, that seemed kind of, what did you just it say seemed like me? a hardened detective would have something better in his verbal arsenal. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's go to, to you. I'm going to go to uh, Marissa. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Wonderful, Marissa. What's up? On my way to work. So my mom and uh, at all my life, anytime has, anybody has ever gotten upset in our family, she has always said we are being sensitive at Royal Auto, <laughs> which I never really what? was not actually a phrase until I started dating my boyfriend. So, so the phrase is you're being sensitive as Royal Auto? At Royal Auto. Yeah, it used to be a commercial, I believe, oh. but... It's just something that um, my mom has always said that was really weird when we were growing up. All right, hold on. I, I have a question. Sensitive at Royal Auto? Yeah. Like you're at yeah. a place? Yeah. That makes exactly. no sense Well, at maybe all. that's the, the Jack sell them for less of her of your mom's time. You know? You're being sensitive. So, you're being so Jack sell them for less. Uh, Nick has found a Royal Auto Supply commercial from 1992. Does that sound about right? That's, that's it? it? Yeah, yeah. Nick. Apparently they reference being sensitive there, so it's it's from the commercial, uh, and that's where your mom got it. Yeah, because when you Google being sensitive, it auto corrects or auto fills into at Royal Auto, so it's got to do huh. something. Yeah, they're sensitive. Oh, they're sensitive. We are sensitive. Oh, we yes. have to hear that commercial. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, Thank you. Well, there you go. Me Royal Auto. <laughs> it means a lot to us. Yeah, that's it says in quotations thing. underneath their name, it says, we're sensitive. Yeah, that's an odd marketing campaign. Why didn't you buy the car? <laughs> <laughs> but are there any other, like, commercial taglines that you just use because it's in the... Te- you I, know all the mean? time. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's now, of course, none are going to come to mind, but course, I, I, I will yeah. speak in commercialese yeah. all the time as, as jokes, and you always, you'll complete a sentence with that tagline. I mean, if you were to hear Jack, you would fill it out that way, right? Jack, <laughs> sell him for less. Well, who do you call it? Uh, Todd Glass said something that was a clear callback to don't be sad, be glad. Yeah. And he says, don't be sorry, be glory. <laughs> and he said it on our show, and I understood what he was yeah. saying, but I, it's so dumb. But I got it. All right, let me go to Mary Lou. Hey, Mary Lou, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Mary Lou? How are you? Wonderful. Oh, so. <laughs> Listen, so uh, I was at my in-laws, this is years ago, and she was describing, my mother-in-law was describing someone as their behavior. They were riding Molly up and down the wall. Now, you're talking about the the, the drug Molly, or? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, I better call her an asker. Riding Molly up and down the wall. Apparently, it was 
when someone was very antsy or just you could they couldn't sit still, they were riding Molly up and down the wall. And my daughter and I to this day, we will I'll, we'll be talking on the phone and I'll be like, you know, riding Molly up and down the wall, and she'll go with or without her permission. So there's a response to it too, with or without her permission. So 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 then they, I guess are we to assume that someone is is banging Molly against a wall? Is, oh my god. Okay. Her grandson, she was describing. I don't know what this kid was up to, but wow, Molly up and down the wall. It's, okay. it's the first image that comes to mind. I'm not even gonna write. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Wow. All right. We're doing inve- we're doing investigative work on that Thank right now. Thank you, Mary Lou. I think that might be a good idea, guys. All right. I appreciate it. All right, here's uh, here's here's Royal Auto. Here we go. Right. At Royal Auto, we're sensitive and we'll save you big money. All Champion Spark plugs only 69 cents after manufacturer's rebate. Install a new Royal Powerhouse 75-month battery after mail-in rebate. Most sale priced at $29.99 with trade-in. Everybody say it with me. We're sensitive at Royal Auto. <laughs> We're sensitive at Royal Auto. Everybody say it with Royal. me. We're sensitive at Royal Auto. Wow. Your parents ever say hit the bricks to you guys when they were telling you to basically get lost? Not my parents, but I've heard it before. Okay. Yeah, say bricks. Off. Yeah. I mean, um, hit the bricks. <laughs> yeah. Hit the bricks. Why I ought. If I had half a why you. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Let me go to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. Is this me? Yeah, yeah. it's you, dude. All right. So I'm from Wisconsin. It may be a regional thing. Okay. So my dad and everybody used to, you know, you hear the meanwhile back at the ranch. So yeah. My dad would always finish. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Tonto cleverly decides the pool table of getting his balls wrapped. <laughs> Wow. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Tonto cleverly disguises a pool table as getting his balls racked. Yeah, and as a child, I clearly <laughs> didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Obviously, growing up, it might have some other implications. Well, meanwhile, back at the ranch was an old in the movie serials. Uh, that would be, you know, the kind of the refrain. I mean, meanwhile, back at, you know, at, at Black Bart's uh, camp, and so that'd be a transition thing. It was being narrated, old-time radio. Yeah. I, I, the, the Tonto getting his balls racked was not something I was aware of, though, but I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> no problem. People, they, they come up with something, and it just sticks around well, my, for some reason. My dad always used to say, and his, he used to say things straight out of the military, which he'd come into our rooms our room for my I was with my younger brother. Uh, you know, we shared a room, and he could come in and say, uh, "Drop your uh, drop your C's and grab your socks." Yeah. Right, and that was the wake up chant. Yep, that's a standard one. Yeah. Uh, let me go to, but not for kids. Let me go no. to Frank. <laughs> hey, Frank, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello. 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 What's up, buddy? <laughs> my 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 dad. Whenever I would ask my dad, yeah, "Where's mommy at?" He would inevitably say one of two things. If he didn't know, instead of just saying, "I don't know," he would just say. Uh, she's on the roof cleaning blankets. <laughs> she's on the roof cleaning blankets. I like that one. I do. Well, what like the that. hell does that mean? It, what does it mean? I'm going to use that today. <laughs> on the roof cleaning or, blankets. Or he would say, "Oh, she's got a basement polishing the silver." Okay, <laughs> polishing the silver is what I've heard. Yeah, okay. On the yeah. roof cleaning blankets. Perfect. I like yeah, it. On the roof cleaning blankets. Yeah. And I used to go. And we used to think, "Wow, we got three floors, man." <laughs> 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 you shouldn't really be up there. But. I like it, Frank. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, then she's sure. done banging Uncle Pete. <laughs> yeah, that's when she was playing Parcheesi. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, let You're me not playing Parcheesi out there. Let me go to Michael. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Durga, Durga, Durga. Durga, sir. All right, you wanted to add something? Yeah, so uh, I think it started with my grandparents, but uh, growing up, 
uh, you know, my parents and grandparents didn't like the word fart. They thought it was too dirty. <laughs> and, you know, you always hear of, you know, cutting the cheese and, uh, you know, shooting a bunny, something yeah. like, you know, those things. But the saying growing up for me was dropping a button. <laughs> dropping, dropping a, a button. And, uh, button. I have no idea where it came from, and okay. I hope to never know, to be honest. Huh. Uh, that, I've never heard of dropping a button. I've heard of floating an air biscuit. Uh, I've heard of there, there's there's all sorts of fart. I mean, you know, yeah. Michael, are your parents still with us? Oh yeah, ask him about it. Yeah, I'm curious Drop what their answer would be. I will. All, All right. right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I, see. I think. And by the way, don't be afraid to ask these people. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's been around for years. And you know, Mom, I was thinking the other day. Yeah. What does that mean? When you're attempting to surrender power of attorney away from them, it might help you in your court case. That's right. Uh, let me go to Sean. Uh, Sean, you were on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, Sean. What's up, buddy? So I don't know the origins of this. All I know is that it started from as far back as I can remember as a kid, and we still do it to this day. Basically, when anything sad or inconvenient in our lives happens, we say a prolonged sad. <laughs> all of you together? <laughs> yeah, not all together. Not all together, but okay. usually one of us will say sad. So, like, if, like, uh, let's say it's Thanksgiving dinner and... Someone's like, hey, I want another crescent roll. So someone else will go like, oh, like, we're all out. Sad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I love it. And then, no, like, but then we've done it at times that are, like, super serious. Like, like our, we were all standing around my grandpa as he was passing away. And then when he finally did, we were all quiet. And then one person inevitably just went, sad. Oh, my <laughs> and God. did that. Did that lighten things a little bit with Grandpa? Uh, absolutely. No, it definitely lightened the mood a little bit. Okay. We all kind of cracked up, and it's something he obviously would have wanted. And he, it's something he said with us. Okay. Too. All right. All right. So Fair it's enough. participatory. Now, have the youngest members of the family picked up on it, too? Are the kids carrying this on? So all of the younger cousins do it, but my wife actually picked up on it, and now she actually does the sad. Like, our Roomba got stuck under the couch the other day. <laughs> sad. 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 <laughs> We're going to start doing that now. We might have yeah. to start doing that. <laughs> oh, my God. Sad. sad. Well, you know, Sean, I love that. That would make our world. Oh, thanks, man. We've generated a fair amount of them. We were actually yeah. doing, we were, we it, just a show in general, one that I had thrown back at me the other day was Enjoy Your Flight. Enjoy have a, your have flight. a good flight. Yeah. 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 Have a good yeah. flight. Yeah. Have a good flight. Uh, my favorite now is, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a clip, but, uh -huh. but I will find myself in the middle of saying something. I'll just go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to Andy. Hi, Andy. Good morning. Hey, Andy. <laughs> hey, Andy, you're on the air. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, yeah, my, my grandparents had a couple of sayings that I I like to keep in use. You know, okay. my, my grandfather would say, that'll come in handy if you never use it. <laughs> that'll you know, come in handy. <laughs> and it, I mean, he was kind of a pack rat, but he had... You know, if you needed something, you were fixing something, you needed a little spring or something, he'd be like, yeah, I got just what it takes. Hold on. He'll go get it. Yeah. And my, and my grandmother, I remember her saying, I cut it and cut it and cut it, and it was still too short. And <laughs> just, they're just funny things that I remember like, from my grandparents. That almost like Yogi really Berra, sense. right? Yeah. Like like that kind of, like a Yogi Berra-ism. A weird irony yeah. to right, them or right. something. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. And they're just things that, 
I'm glad they're on the radio because I like to keep them. I like to keep them going. You know. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that, Andy. Well, Thank you, man. You guys are great. I really enjoy your show. Hey, Thank by the you. way, are are your grandparents still with us? No. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is actually. Uh, I just wanted to do that. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Andy. Uh, let me go, let me go to Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, bud. Uh, so you had uh, kind of a weird little family ism, right? Yeah. What do you guys call the end of the bread? I call it a heel. Yeah. You know, the last last piece of the bread. The first and last piece of bread is a heel. What do you guys call it? Growing up, my mom and grandma always called it the bumble. The bumble? <laughs> and I've been looking it up online. It's nowhere to be found. Uh, the bumble is the end of a loaf of bread. Yes. The bumble. Now I've it's never... a dating app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never had always... a word for it. You never had a word? No. Really? no. You guys didn't either? No. Just the no. end. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never had a heel? No. Never did. Uh, Nick, look up heel of bread and see what comes up. Because that's what we always call those the heels. Uh, the heel maybe, of bread. Maybe because at the at the bottom it's kind of curved like your heel is, I guess. I mm. don't know, but that's what we always... Uh, uh, let's see here. The end of loaf of bread. Uh, the heel is the only correct term for that first and last slice. Some claim any browned bit of bread, no matter how big, is simply the crust. Others prefer to simply call it the end or the butt. Huh. Uh, but this is... it's. Referencing somebody, I have no idea who they are. Is the vajumic the crease on the top of the bread? Yeah, that is. That's yeah. A, that little yeah. indent. In the I was. What was the bread that used to have the uh, the, the the butter that Sunbeam. was? Yeah, in the crease, mm-hmm. like down the middle. Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was I good ad campaign. Butter. Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. worked. Uh, let's see. Let me go to. Oh wow! I should have looked at the name first. Satirius, is that your name? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Satirius, what's up, buddy? A cool name. How are you guys? Good, Good, man. All right, so we're talking about a saying that, that was in the family forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my fa- um, my parents were Greek immigrants, and uh, my father would often say this uh, this uh, phrase. I promise it's not a curse word in Greek. Okay. He would often say, I'll, I'll say it in Greek first. Okay. And that literally translates, if something is improbable, you don't think it's going to happen, it translates into it's going to happen on Saint Toilet's Day. <laughs> oh, that's so funny! Saint, Saint Toilet's, Toilet's Day? Day, and so what is what is the meaning of that? It just the fact that it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Like just as Saint Toilet's yeah. Day would never. Yeah, that'll happen, happen on Saint Toilet's Day, Mister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. I kind of like that. That's like when fun. monkeys fly out of my butt. That's right, the same right. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Greek, the Greek, the Greek uh, poop version. I guess. Okay. Yes. Nice. Do Greeks have uh, various uh, colorful sayings like that? <laughs> yeah, but uh, you don't want me to repeat. Yeah. Well, let me ask it. you: What's a Grecian urn? Oh. <laughs> a Grecian. A Grecian. <laughs> something that something that's very tacky. You don't want it. In the- <laughs> ah, nice. All right, thanks, Aterius. Take care, bud. All right. All right. We'll see you. Uh, let's see. Here we go. I'm going to go to. I was going to. What number, Casey? I like eight because I don't know what that means. Okay, let me go to line eight. It is Sean H. It says here. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, gang. How you doing today? Good morning. Good, buddy. What's up? Uh, my father, who since passed away, he was a big military, and he was a police officer. So uh, when he was in boot camp, which carried on to me, his saying, when I did something stupid when I was younger, which was pretty much every day, he would say, you have anal cranial inversion, boy, don't you? <laughs> anal cranial <laughs> inversion. You're, you're a... Uh, your your ass is head. head is where your ass yeah, yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Exactly. I heard it every day. That's okay. Anal cranial and anal cranial inversion. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Who you got 
an anal cranial inversion every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Thanks, man. Uh, Military has yielded a lot of those. I'm going to go to uh, Desiree. Is this Desiree? Yes, this is her. Good morning. Good morning, Desiree. What do you want to add to our list of interesting phrases? Um, so my husband and his family, whenever you're, like, disappointed or something or you're told, like, no or whatever, um, he'll say, tough tough titty, said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good. Huh. Yeah, wait, I had a friend who said that, too. Tough oh, kitty but... said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good. Yeah, yes. My yeah. my roommate in college used to say that. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I had never heard it before until we until we got together. But he said, like, all the time. Like, if we take the tablet away from our daughter or whatever, he'll be like, oh, <laughs> tough titty said the mama kitty, but the milk's still good. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's cute. Yeah. It seems like it's got... It's also erotic. Some kind of poetic uh, origin to it. Nick has found something. Sometimes you, you f up a nipple, but it, the milk is still good. What is it? Uh, what have we learned from what you found? Yeah, it's, it's just one of those. FDR. Yeah, FDR uh, it was like three days I after. I remind you all, but the kitty and the milk and the thing. <laughs> he's clearly he's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was later in his presidency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Sad. December seventh, nineteen forty-one. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Hold on, wait a minute. I, this is a good question. All right, so Steve might have an answer to this old saying. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Yes. How are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Um, well, I didn't realize it was an insult, but my par- or people used to say your mother wears combat boots. Yeah, and I've heard that before, yeah. but I never really stopped to think about maybe what it means. It's it's an insult. Yeah, it was yeah it was an insult, but my mother was a master sergeant in the military. So <laughs> she did wear combat boots. She did wear combat boots. Steve, do you think the derivation was that that she was sleeping with, or that she's or that manly? she's manly, or that she's what what do you think the derivation of that is? That that one has got to exist in uh, 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 you know somewhere on, online, Nick, because that that was, say, that was yeah, you two would know about it, uh, and the rest of them may not. But uh, you know they they, they use that they Steve they use that insult in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah, yes, they did. Yeah, <laughs> this goes way back. Yeah. I, but, uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was supposed to be an insult, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I finally asked my mom yes. when I uh, got a little older. I said, Mom, what's that supposed to mean? I said, you do. You, I mean, she was only 4'11". She's a master sergeant, and she wore a five-size boot. So um, she would put it up my rear end pretty often. So Yeah, wow. That's pretty wild. That's the All end. right, thanks. We'll see if we can find the uh, the origin of that. And so you got one of the original Yo Mama jokes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just making fun of your mother for uh, not being very feminine. Okay. All right. I got you. Your mother wears combat boots. Sad. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go to Art. Hi, Art. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Art. What's up, man? Okay, my grandmother, after hearing somebody complain about something, like something minor, she would say, he would complain if you hung him with a brand new rope. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay, he would complain. Yeah, meaning like you, you know, he, he's such a complainer right. that even if he was dying, he would complain about the rope. Complain about? Wait, would, he would complain if they hung him with a new rope, with a brand new rope. Yeah, meaning hey, you're you're hanging him with the best. You know, it's brand right, new. Right. Why, but even, why should you complain? You got a brand new rope here. Yeah, exactly. You'd be yeah. complaining if it was an old ratty. Enjoy rope. your hanging. He's not very sexy <laughs> looking on you, but interesting. All right, thanks, Art. Appreciate right, it, man. All right. 
Uh, line four? Yeah, we, and then we have to wrap it up. All right. Uh, let me go to Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Tom, Tom, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, I had a brother-in-law who used to respond to every request with, no thanks, I just had a banana. Okay. <laughs> so he asked him for a... Uh, yeah, you said, hey, Rude, you want me to get you a cup of coffee? He'd say, no, thanks, I just had a banana. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, but even if it was like, not even food-related, hey, hey, do you want me to move that couch for you? Uh, no, thanks. I just said I'm bad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> My wife hates something thanks, that I man. do that's similar. Whenever anything's happening, and she goes, and, and you know, um, and, and they just have the loveliest home. And I go, thank you. <laughs> uh, you, you just, you're always complimented by whatever she's saying. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, anyhow, thank you for jumping on the uh, Stacko Topics. They should create a little. We, we need like a little theme song or something for Stacker Topics. Well, we just talked to Kyle. To come back to it yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, yeah, Kyle. come on, man. Get on it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR? Ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is appearing via Zoom and is going to be in Sun Harbor this coming weekend, a Memorial Day weekend. That is awesome. I love it. And he is uh, showcasing his art. It's the North American Fine Art Tour. It's going to be two live appearances at Ocean Galleries. From the Red Hot Chili Peppers, please welcome Mr. Chad Smith. Yeah. Yeah. To the show. Good morning, Chad. <laughs> oh, do we have, there we go. You know, just people in there just hired just to clap loudly. Yeah. That's what I do. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. yeah. Gotta that's, have clappers, man. Yep. Yep. How do I get that gig? <laughs> hey, Chad, I wanted yeah. to ask you, man. So Stone Harbor is where this is going to be. You, there have what? been sightings of you at the Jersey Shore before. No. No? no? What do you mean, no? I've never been to the Jersey. Tell me about the sightings. This sounds good. Are you serious? We we have heard uh, there's somebody that maybe that looks like it you has to be that people have sworn up and down that Chad Smith haunts. Well, we all know who that is now. Don't <laughs> yeah. Will Ferrell out there? Some other dude. Yeah. Some other really good looking guys out there too. Uh, 
I have not been to the uh, infamous Jersey Shore. This is my virgin uh, experience. So, yeah, I, t- what, what should I expect? Uh, well, it's beautiful. Stone Harbor's gorgeous area, first of all, that you're going to be in. And it's just, uh, well, you're going to be down there for Memorial Day weekend. So, uh, in, in fact, that part of the state actually weighs more than any other part of the state <laughs> this time of year because everybody's going to be flooding down that way. But it's just, it's just people dying to get out and enjoy yeah. summertime. So that's the kind of vibe you're going to be digging on. Beginning of summer. Yeah. What, a, what a summer to start beginning, right? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you're also dealing with the fact that they're, they, you know, restrictions are getting relaxed, and people are, you know, as the as the vaccinations are are going out and and uh, things are becoming more normal. I think you're going to get a very exuberant response from uh, from your art collection. And and how how is this how how long has this part of your life existed? Well, um, I would say I've been doing this particular thing about five years now. And this company called Scene 4 in Los Angeles approached me. And and it was really their kind of idea saying, look, it, we <laughs> here's, here's how they presented it to me. We would like to put you in a dark room, <laughs> completely dark, with these light-up fluorescent drumsticks of different color. And have you improvise or solo or do whatever you want on the drums. And we're going to photograph you at different angles with different shutter speeds. And people that know about photography, the shutter speeds yeah. slow faster, make the make things blurry, all that kind of stuff. And then after that, you can change the color and you can manipulate it on different canvases and do all kinds of modern post-production stuff. And, you know, how, how does that sound to you? And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. It sounds kind of psychedelic and it's a connection for me, from music and drumming, which is obviously my my passion and the first thing that I've been doing since I was a little kid, and so it made sense to me in that way. So um, yeah, that's what we did, and that was about five years ago. And then I have a second collection. It was so much fun. I did it again, and this time though, I I started adding afterwards in post production. I would I really wanted the power and the and energy and explosiveness of, of the of how I was trying to portray the drumming to pop out on a flat surface, which is really really the the challenge because yeah. music and drumming and is so physical and 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 obviously you know it's a, a, a audio experience, but to try to get that you know translate that onto a, a flat surface is is uh, a you know, something I was interested in. So, yeah, so I've been adding things to it to, to embellish it, to bring out those feelings that I, that, that I want to convey on the, on the canvas. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just going for it. There's no, you know, there's no art police that's going to come and say, Hey, you can't do that. You're supposed to do, you know, whatever. And so, um, I don't really. I, I'm not really concerned with that. I just if if it touches people emotionally or or whatever sort of um, you know reaction you can get from art, any kind of art, right? I'm, I'm I'm down. So it's really I'm using my drumsticks as 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 brushes. And actually, there are brushes that people use on the drums, and the drums are my canvas, and I can express myself any way I want. That's so wild. It's, We've we've had a few other rock stars uh, by here that have have taken to uh, artistic and, and uh, oil paints and, and various mediums and and a couple of them actually have been drummers. We have Mickey Hart of the Dead, 
Uh, uh, Rick Allen of uh, of Def Leppard as well. Uh, are, do you guys? Is this a community? Drummers who who go into art? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a drum circle, or yeah. a drum, a circle, or an art circle, or whatever. I, you know, uh, Stuart Copeland does it. Bill yeah. Ward from Black Sabbath. There's uh, a drummer from Journey. A lot of people. I don't know. Maybe it's a drumming thing. I, I, I know. I asked Mickey about it actually because I saw that he did it and. and I asked, and he's with the same company that I did. And obviously, our our, our thing is always very different. But um, just to to you know get a feel for it and how the people were to work with and all that. And he was very positive about it. So, yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I guess it's a thing. Who knows? You know what? What's interesting though is because you 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 talk about that there's no art police, and I think. You know, as a musician, and this is your 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 uh, livelihood, and so on and so forth, and the, and the albums get and songs get critical reviews, and so on and so forth. This is it's sort of liberating in a way to tie into an aspect of what you do and have that. And I, I don't give a rat's ass aspect to it to just be purely something you feel at the moment. And no, I don't care how it's judged. This is what I want. If you make art and you're worried about what other people think and, and you're making it for someone else than yourself. I mean, it sounds selfish, but, but, but you really, you have to be okay. You know, you have to love it and, and, you know, you don't always love everything you do, but it, you have to do it for yourself and come from the heart and that's authentic. Yeah. And if you make it for other people or what other people think, music, film, photography, whatever it is, art, um, then you're, you're already out in, in a different place. And I don't, that's not, where I'm coming from. So, no, I don't, I don't, I mean, do I want people to like it? Sure. Do I want some people to hate it? Yes. I want, (laughs) I don't want, eh, yeah, eh. right. You don't want that as an artist. You want people to love it or are they, are they, at least for me, I want, I want a reaction. So I think that's good. And you take a risk and you grow and change as, as an artist, that's really important, and I'm just doing that, and people don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to dump out that's on right. the F-bomb. But listen, Chad, I've, so I have a question about that, and the difference between creating music and, and creating this as tangible art that you can hold and touch and, and, and really take in. Now, if you create something, a piece of music, um, it goes out into the world, people purchase it, that's great, but you still have that. Um, when you have a piece of art, if you create something that you really love, do you do you want someone to buy that and have them appreciate it, or is that something you want to keep for yourself? Is it hard to let go of something that you've created that you really really like? Yeah, that's 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 a good point. And and also, I I can use the music analogy. It's like you make your songs in your garage or wherever you're at, and you and you write these songs. And there's with our situation, there's four people in a room, and you come up with something. And if it's really great, it it touches people and people connect to it. And then it's theirs. You know what I mean? It's no lo- really no longer yours. Once you put it out into the world, it's for everybody. And, um, yeah, I don't, I mean, if it's something that I made, I guess this is a, the one thing that would be different is a tangible one thing. If I really liked it, I would keep it. Okay. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that makes sense, right? If I was like, I, I want to have it. I want it. But most most things, it's like, 
you know, I, I'm doing it to express myself and share it with other people. So, right. yeah, Chad, my girlfriend's a painter, and occasionally she'll paint something and, and keep it for herself. Who are you? Uh, I'm on the show as well. <laughs> my name's Nick. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, listen, the gift did they keep you in the club? That's right. Well, today they, today they let me take the leather leather mask off, uh, but normally I'm in the closet. But um, <laughs> She uh, yeah she's an artist and she she's a painter and she loves to keep uh, occasionally keep a um, a painting for herself. But listen, the reason I wanted to bring a chat just for a second is I don't want to alarm you, but we're zooming with you. There's a window behind you, and I just saw somebody wandering behind <laughs> you. I, I don't know if you know who that is or if there's just there, there, see him. Yeah, there's somebody out your window. Yeah, there's somebody right outside your window right now. That's my son Dashiell. He's like. Loves horror movies and creepy dolls. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his bike right now. Okay. <laughs> hey, talking about you. Oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, if he's, oh, if, he's, if he's a horror guy, we can have a conversation. He's, he's, he's quite a character. Right. <laughs> Chad, I've got to ask you, one of my favorite places uh, in our country is somewhere I've been visiting since I was a kid, Montauk, New York. And um, I was there a couple years ago. And apparently, th- now hopefully we get this rumor right, but apparently I just missed you at Swallow East. You jumped on stage. This was the story to play with the band that was there. Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. I've been coming. I, I'm in Montauk right now. Oh, you are? Ah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it there. Yeah, that's great. Dashiell, they're just talking about how creepy you are behind <laughs> <laughs> He's going to put his son on with his Louis <laughs> <laughs> Lucida hey! 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 What's up, dude? Get yeah, no, I, I, we've been coming here for about 16 years now. My my wife's from the this area in Long Island, a little bit, uh, not quite as far, but we, we, yeah, we're here and we come in the summer whenever we can and when I'm not working. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure I've been Talk House, Surf Lodge, you name it. If there's a drum set, I'm showing up. I'm getting out. <laughs> I love it. That's Wait, cool. Have, do you go to Lynn's? Do you go to Lynn's Hula Hut, the little like hut in the parking lot? <laughs> You, if you haven't, you have to go there. I'm taking any gigs. In Montauk. Does that mean are you uh, do? Will you go back there instead of staying in Stone Harbor over the weekend? Or are, are you? Yeah, I'm just coming in. Actually, I'm doing. Uh, there's <laughs> at the World Trade Center at the Oculus where you walk through it. That's West. right. And I have a thing there on on Friday. <laughs> And it's running through the weekend, but I have to go down for Friday. Look over your right shoulder. Really trippy. It's like two football fields long, giant <laughs> distance, and my art and a bunch hey, of other people. Chad, turn around. Chad, turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. Listen, he was, he was up he was on the window sill. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> rascal that this one, I mean, I'm getting payback. Big time. Hey, does he does he play? Does he play drums? Um, he used to really like the guitar when he was younger. I thought he was going to be the next Jimi Hendrix, but he kind of gave it up. He's he likes skateboarding and 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 just wreaking havoc on, with his with his parents. So now he rides riding his bike and no, he's he kind of. But my middle one, my twelve year old, plays plays the drums actually. And it's a room full of drums in here. Oh, ah, nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, I have a, Chad, I have a, a drum question for you. Bed and three drum sets. <laughs> I, have, I have a drum question for you. I'm a lifelong drummer. I'm 53 years oh. old. 
I, uh, I I quit for a long stretch. I have some hearing issues. I have t- you know tinnitus. I've you know I played in a band. I, I did the damage. It's over. But I've been getting back into it the last few years. Bought a great Roland electronic kit, and I've decided to crack down and and work on the fundamentals, things that I should have done that I really wasn't paying attention to when I was in marching band and so on. And so I'm I'm really working hard, and I'm doing it just for me. I'm not going to play in a band or anything like that. I just want to be a great drummer just to entertain myself and to satisfy myself. And so I've been working hard. I've been seeing a lot of progress. I'm feeling really, really good about it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, I got this wicked case of tendonitis in my my left elbow. And I went to an orthopedic, and he's like, you got to stop playing for a while. But, dude, I am on – my momentum is – I'm tearing it up. I'm improving so much. (laughs) And I don't know if I should listen to the doctor or I should follow my heart and keep on practicing hard, you know? Man, is it is it have anything to do with the, with those with those um, with the rolling kit? Like how you're hitting? Is that is that because they don't have a lot of? Or do they have a lot of give? Uh, no, I, they did. You know what? Actually, where I initially heard it is, I was doing it on a pillow. You know, to work on my rebound a little bit, and and I think I went a little too hard on that. So it was it was my own doing. I think. I, I mean, I, I feel you, brother. When you like want to do it, and then it's like. You're not, you can't, or you're not supposed to. Is it inflammation or is it tendonitis? No, it's it's like, a, it might be like a little tear in there, so, you know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, but, I mean, you've played for, you know, as hard as you guys play, especially when you're touring. Do you ever have these things pop up where it's like, oh, man, what, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. Absolutely. It's more, it, I, I don't think that I've had, you know, tendonitis. Yeah. But I, I get inflammation in my joints and my wrist and my elbow. Um uh, I mean, it's not normal to do this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, man, like me. So it's like, it's going to catch up to you. Yeah. So you, you really, it's, it's, it's a funny thing. I tell people, it's like, you know, it's no longer like, well, you party all night and get all <laughs> wasted and whatever till four in the morning, sleep for two hours, get up. I mean, it's literally now it's, it's what you got to do to take care of yourself so you can be healthy to perform at the level that you want to. Right. And, so it's a whole different thing. It's really like taking care of yourself, eating right, getting enough sleep. Sounds so boring, but yeah, it's inflammation is the thing that gets that gets me. Okay. And so I have to, I have to um, when after we play, if it, if anything hurts or not, I just ice. Yeah, I ice my wrists. It's mainly my wrists that that tend to get you know sticky, as I like to call it, and. Um, that really helps, but tendonitis, man, that's, that's, you know, yeah, I should probably listen to the doctor. I don't know. I'll I'll work it out later. But speaking of the music, I did uh, hear um, a a whisper recently that you guys are, you and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are starting to uh, get ideas together for a new record. Any truth to that? There's truth to that. Yes. You heard correct. We're making a record and, um, we're almost done with it. Wow. And and then when it's you know the pandemic thing was is you know no no concerts so we just wrote music and recorded a bunch of songs and we're gonna put a record out when it's done and baked like a nice cake yeah and we'll go play some shows we're gonna play next year though we we decided to wait you know I want it to be fun and safe and as, as you were talking about as normal as, as possible for for everybody and be have the experience not only performing but going to the show. So it's it's so yeah I know there's some shows popping up now but 
we just, we're going to wait until next year, like a lot of people, and 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 come out. How do you Those guys? <laughs> how do you guys keep it so fresh and continue to put out like good new music that doesn't sound like the album before or the album before or the album before? You guys have a knack to really just continue to um, produce great new music. You're very smart, not only <laughs> handsome, powerful. <laughs> powerful? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you, thank you. Um, well, we love it. And and so, guy, and, and as, as I was just alluding to before, I think that you have to keep changing and growing and challenging yourself as an artist. To It's it just why keep doing the same thing over and over or some people, that's kind of all they can do, so they do that, okay. But we're pretty good, as humbly as I can say. We like all kinds of different music, and we want to not do what we did. It's going to sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but we have a distinct, uh, something I'm very proud of. We have an identifiable sound to our band, and, you know, Anthony has a very, you know, uh, recognizable voice, and... We play the way we do, and you put four of us together, and we can kind of do anything. So we're we're so fortunate that way that opens up the palette of, like, fast, slow, hard, funk, rock, blah, 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 all those stupid categories. We just make music yeah. that we love. And hopefully you make some good ones. <laughs> They're not all going to be great. Well, you know, hey, do it, man. Chad, not, I'll, I'll, make, keep doing the same thing. That would be <laughs> I wanted to ask about the the dynamic with uh, you know your guitar players and uh, Josh Klinghoffer and John Frusciante and you know the the floating in and out of of the two guys. Does that get um, does that get weird at all? Trying to make those decisions of who's going to be playing guitar on you know with the band now and because I mean it you know you're talking about your livelihood, you're talking about a brotherhood and all that stuff. So how difficult is it for to to make those uh, and 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 you're also you're also talking about legalities and stuff about right. contracts and things. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it is it is difficult. We don't we don't interchange our band members like changing our underwear. You know, it's like it's a this that's a, it's a, the chemistry of a group is is so important, and that really to me separates you know all the great bands. Fans have amazing chemistry, and it doesn't mean every player has to be so proficient on their instrument, you know. And it's just how people—it's a team, you know, and it's a gang, and it's like how they, how they mesh together. And we've been very fortunate to have great musicians in our band, great guitar players, other drummers before I joined, you know, thirty whatever years ago. But like wonderful musicians, and 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 you have to have that connection with that person for it to, you know, gel together and, and make something that's, that's special. And with John Frusciante, who's come back in our group, this is now the third time, you know, we have that thing with him. And I don't know what it is, but we have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get together, you know, we make this thing that's special and, you know, as you get older, you, you don't take that for granted. When we're younger, we're kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. But as you learn and go through life and life experiences, you learn, don't take this for granted. So 
when he wanted to come back in our group again, he'd gone off and done other things, and he wanted to be in a band again. He's like, this is the only band I want to be in. I just want to play with you guys. And so we were like, I think I think this would be great to have this opportunity, another fresh, uh, you know, kind of take on, on what we're doing in 2020 or whenever it was when he joined, yeah, a year ago. And so we welcome that and see what happens. Hey, Chad, I uh, not only am I the guy who claps and cheers in the background when, when we bring guests on, but I'm also, I'm also the guy that makes... <laughs> it's a great job. It's a great gig. Uh, pays the mortgage. Uh, but I'm also the guy who makes things weird. And so I'm, I want to invite you over for a cigar this weekend because I'm, I'm only in... I'm a short town over from where you are. But uh, if you want to come over for a cigar or a crab cake sandwich, uh, I, know where, I know where to get the good stuff. Really weird. (laughs) (laughs) We know. It was supposed to be. I thought you were going to play, you can come over, uh, some kind of sandwich, and we'll play hide the cigar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now that's a party. I heard about the Jersey Shore thing. Somewhat, I don't know. But you know what? I'm down for whatever. So you you might have to come get me from the, rescue me from the, the, Gallery. All right. Well, first cigar. Speaking of the gallery, uh, the, so people come out, they they get to see the artwork and uh, and and purchase as well. How is that working? I mean, you're going to be on uh, premises. I've got the times here. Oh, so you do. S- right. Saturday, seven to ten p.m. and then Sunday, eleven a.m. to two p.m. Uh, yeah, I think I'm only going to one on Sunday. I I, <laughs> I don't want to drive nine hours back. To- <laughs> <laughs> Memorial Day Sunday, um, but yeah, I'll be there and 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 you know and and come down and we'll hang out and talk about whatever and look at stuff and I may, you know, add something to something if somebody really wants me to. Who okay, knows? it kind of goes. So yeah, I'm, uh, that that's. Uh, That'll be happening Saturday and Sunday. All right. Well, Chad will be, uh, just to reiterate, uh, at the... Um... water shirt? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's wearing right still water shirt. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just picked this up. In fact, there was a, they're, they're reissuing the um, the soundtrack from uh, Almost Famous. If you, if you didn't hear what Chad said, he was asking if I'm wearing a Stillwater shirt. Right. And they're right. reissuing the, uh, the soundtrack in like a five-disc set or something like that. And they're going to have full, like five full-length songs from Stillwater, whoever... The group was whoever was. Yeah. Where you said Mike McCready. Was, yeah, Mike McCready, Nancy Wilson wrote a lot of the songs. I think Cameron Crowe uh, contributed as well too. But uh, you know, full fledged great musicians. Uh, but there was yeah. a band, and, and the the story. I mean, we can talk about this at another time. But the story behind the band Stillwater, that was a fictional band created by Judd. Jod, Jod, I mean, uh, Cameron Crowe for the movie is really impressive. Yeah, kind of like uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Willie Nelson's son, the, the Lucas. Band. Yeah, Lucas. Thank you. Yeah. Like that was the band for that movie, for the Stars Born movie. They, yeah, for, oh. with, with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, they, I didn't they know that they were they became buddies, and uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper became a better musician because he worked with Lucas on that record. Yeah. Hey, just a quick question, because we have you talk yeah. about talk about uh, almost famous. What what movie do you think most captures? Since you're an actual rock star, what what movie do you think resonates and captures the spirit of being a rock star, the best? Down, no doubt. The movie, This is Spinal Tap. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Nice. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The greatest films. I'm Agreed. sorry. <laughs> they nail it. Every scene, if you've been in a band at all, have done any any traveling at all, yeah. it's incredible. It holds up to this day. That it one, does. 
other movies, you know, almost famous, all that stuff. But like, it's, it, I, you know, to me, Spinal Tap, hands down. Are uh, you say, are you saying you've gotten lost backstage trying to fa- find your way to the stage before? Everything. <laughs> 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 Everything in that movie, every not one thing. It's, it's the limo, the whole, everything. It's the record company party, everything. The girlfriend, the thing. It's spot on. That's I great. It's, I love to hear that. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, Chad. Thanks for your time, man. Stone Harbor. Really appreciate it. Absolutely, and and we'll stop. Maybe me and Casey will stop by. We both have shore houses, so we'll be come by and say hello. Please, please do. That would be awesome. All right. just, appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chad Smith. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, guys. Oh my God, he is the <laughs> coolest guy. He is the coolest guy. Yeah, and his son Dashel was pretty awesome it's, too, it's, man. Sun kept popping up with the window by him. Uh, so it is this weekend on uh, Saturday and Sunday, and once again, it is the Ocean Gallery. So if you want to check with them ahead of time, you can reach out and find out what the uh, uh, full, uh, you know, meeting times and all that stuff will be, which is cool. So. I like that idea of uh, of uh, visualizing drum playing yeah, yeah. and then what they're doing with that. It's it's cool stuff. You want to take a break? Why don't we take a break right, and come back and we'll see if we can uh, knock all of those out and, uh, and get to that in a moment. But how cool is Chad Smith? Great man? guy. Great. Uh, he's the best. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. It's an MMRBQ weekend, pet party edition. Listen for your chance to win your way up front. And we really mean right up front. As MMR puts you in the pit to see Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, and Aaron Jones, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, sit where you want for the GA half of the day. For Dirty Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cub, and local shots artist, Vixen 77. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the info and another chance to win tickets. MMRBQ 2023. Eight great bands, the return of the Preston and Steve side stage, and more. Don't miss it. Tickets start at just 25 bucks. On sale now via Ticketmaster. 93. WMMR. Everything that rocks. A couple things real quick. Um, uh, they did this, uh, uh, the wonderful promotion department here at MMR, but if, if you are interested in a very obscure Preston and Steve t-shirt, we now have available in the MMR rock shop, rock shop the Carpe Banana t-shirt. Carpe Banana. Yes. Seize the banana. Seize the banana. I, I don't even remember why we brought that up. Had to do with a banana and K... Oh! I got it. Casey uh, in in was instructing us on the way to properly purchase your bananas to make sure that they are ripened at this at the optimum time. And correct me if I'm wrong. He uh, posited that Wednesday would be the perfect day of a banana purchased on Monday. Right? Yeah, well, I, I purchased my bananas on Sunday, and Nick had actually asked me, and I said, "Yeah, I think probably Wednesday is that sweet spot." Yes, um, when, they, when they taste the best. And sure enough, I, I paid close attention to every <laughs> single banana I ate this week. Me Wednesday too. was was the best. Mine was overdone today. Way overdone. Uh, Mine, surprisingly, was was okay today. Okay. It, was, it was edible. It was fine. I, I just I, super brown on, you know, the peel or whatever, but I was I was okay. You do or don't like the brown on the peel? I So, it shouldn't bother me, but it does. Okay. Right. You know, I, it, the, Have you the talked only to a priest? Thing, <laughs> no. 
The only thing it affects really is the texture. The taste is, you know, kind of the same or whatever. There, there is an absolute sweet spot yeah. on a banana, yeah. and, I, and I, if it starts to brown out, I'm, I'm not I, down with it. I followed Casey's advice. I bought my bananas over the weekend, uh, and uh, so I bought mine on uh, Sunday, though. And uh, so this is day four, day five yeah. of my purchase. I think it's one day too late. I think it'll, it'll be good. Can you open up that bad boy it's now? Or do you have look to... at your peel compared to my peel. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sometimes Disgusting. like this doesn't look the same as mine. Sometimes when you put it in the fridge or Mine's have it next to cold stuff, it uh, it changes the outfit. Wait, By the way, your banana in the fridge. Oh, well, no, no, I like love it, bananas in the fridge. I don't love bananas in the fridge, uh, but I had other things <laughs> in the fridge in this bag, and I put those things next to the banana. Anyway, you, we have a T-shirt. Do you remember? Yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Carpe banana. Yeah, right. Do you remember there was a thing that it used to be? I, I, they would sell it. For kids, I remember I wanted one when I was a kid, but it, it was a, uh, you would make, like, banana popsicles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. Uh, yeah. And you can, chocolate? Uh, you yeah, can do chocolate covered bananas and, and put them Walnuts. in the freezer in case you had a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyhow, there's a shirt called Car- Carpe Banana, and it's got our logo <laughs> on it as well. It's actually a cool-looking shirt. It is. Uh, so seize the banana. It's available <laughs> in both men's and ladies' sizes, <laughs> and you can find it at the Rock Shop at uh, WMMR.com, by the way. Steve, it's good, but it, it's one day past, right. past green. Yeah, right. sometimes yeah. the texture gets a little softer, and I, I'm telling you, I get the, it almost tastes gassy in my mouth. Like, it, as you eat it, you know, as these as these things start to deteriorate, they yeah. release these gases, yeah. and I kind of get that sensation when I'm eating gassy banana, a gassy banana, Ooh, gassy banana. banana. There you go. <laughs> gassy. There's gassy our next banana. T-shirt. Write that. Down. That'll be available in the Rock Shop as a full length gown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I would like to uh, mention something real quick. I um. So uh, I mentioned this. Uh, uh, Honor that we're getting. We're being inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame next week. Uh, the Preston and Steve show is, and we're, you know, beyond flattered and honored yes. by that. And to, I want to thank our programming department at MMR, Bill Weston and company, because I am so tickled that they are doing a Preston and Steve weekend on MMR. I'm, I was, I don't know why I feel so honored you by are that. De- this is definitely uh, catching you in the sweet spot. Uh, it yeah. really is. I'm like, you're doing a whole weekend for us? <laughs> I did, when I first heard it, I was like, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, they'll it's do, fun. you know, Metallica or U2 or, you know, yeah, and yeah. they do these big things on, on, on the weekend program that we, we have nothing to do with that. That's, that's our programming department, and they're doing a Preston and Steve Hall of Fame weekend. And when Bill mentioned that to us a couple weeks ago in our meeting, I was like, oh. You looked at him in a different... Have you been having dreams about Bill? No. Just lean back. <laughs> this is going to feel good. Be tender. But I, I, I want to thank them. I, yeah. I, that's, um, that's very, very special. I mean, and they've done things... I, I would assume they've done stuff for like Pierre's big of course, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. anniversaries and so on. Right. right? Yeah. By the way, it's his uh, 40th later this I know, year. Which I is know. amazing. Wow. It's incredible. So... I just want to say thank you. For no, that. and that's genuine. It, it, it is very nice. Uh, but uh, listen, from day one when we got to MMR, the uh, the support has been awesome, and uh, and here we are. Yeah. So uh, next week we're actually going to Chicago. Believe it or not, we're going to miss a couple of days of work because of that. But oh, we, okay. we are going to Chicago. Chicago! Yeah. Chicago. <laughs> our uh, executives of the uh, you know the the absolute top top executives of our company are going to be there with us, and uh, we will. 
uh, will be accepting an award. Yes. It's uh, a really cool thing. And as we were saying earlier, Rob McElhenney and the cast of It's Always Sunny inducting us into the Radio Hall of Fame. Wait, are we required to give long speeches or anything? Or three minutes. Three uh, minutes? Per person, you okay. and I. So oh, I, wait, I have to write have a speech. you have to give a three-minute speech? You don't have to. Yeah. You have three minutes. And I'm so it. sure you're just learning about this, Steve. I, I am. But uh, I'll, I'm going to keep it lean and mean because, you know, everyone's heard speeches before. Maybe you might have, maybe you want to say more? You can, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to write a speech. Okay. I'm yeah. actually going to write a full length yeah. speech. This will be the only time I probably ever do that because <laughs> this is, yeah, this is the biggest yeah. recognition in our industry. So right. I, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm happy about this. I, Good. We can I'm talk excited. about it off air, but I have a few suggestions. I mean, first start thanking okay. me, okay. you know what I mean? <laughs> but, start. Right. But no other thing. No, but some other things when I did um, my commencement speech out at Westchester, um, just some tips that they gave me, uh, I like to pass on to you because right. um, I, yeah, we'll talk about okay. that there. My mom's going to be there, so well, you, know, you, you want to put do, on a good oh, show. Yeah, I want to put on a good then show. Then I'll talk to your mom when I'm giving my speech. How's he doing? <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, something interesting uh, that Kathy brought to our attention this morning uh, concerning phones and text messages, and I've never seen this before. Now, every now and then I'll get, you know, like a spam text or call yeah. that comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And you can pretty much tell yeah. that it's that it's garbage. Um, but you got a really weird one that I've never heard of before. I know. I've never heard of this either. So last night I was texting with uh, my best friend, Elisa. We were going back and forth a few times. And then there was like a lull in the conversation. We were done. And all of a sudden I get a text from her that says, yo. <laughs> now, I've known her since I was 15 years old. And that is not something she would text me. <laughs> so I thought maybe her daughter has her phone right. or, you know, whatever. Yo. So, so yo. I call her. And she was busy. She couldn't answer. And she ends up texting me maybe like an hour later. Hey, sorry, couldn't answer. Is everything okay? Because I called her three times. And so I said, why did you text me yo? And she said, I didn't. And so I sent her the screenshot. And uh, you can see it in the text chain on my phone. However, she sent me a screenshot of hers. It is not in the text chain on her phone. Oh. We already ruled out other Apple products. She doesn't have a watch. She doesn't even have a, a MacBook or, or, an, or an Apple. IPad. Yeah, or an iPad or Apple computer. Right. Anybody else in the house who has uh, an Apple product has their own account. There's no shared account or anything like that. So it, it's not that. It's not coming from another device. Uh, and then overnight, so we're, we're trying to figure it out last night. It gets late. I go to bed. Overnight at 11 p.m., I I get another message that says, who is this? And then at 1.08 a.m., I get a question mark. That obviously was not her. I sent her the screenshots this morning. Same thing. It's not in her text chain, but it's in mine. That's the weird part. So this is coming from an already existing text chain between you and your best friend. This You are seeing it on your side. She is not seeing it on her side of the conversation. But it's it's the fact that it's sitting in the text chain that that is a, you know... at all. That's very weird. Yeah, I will get I will get texts from companies that have obviously gotten my um you know, hey, uh, uh Carpet City has a great sale going yeah. out of these weird things that I okay, I delete. If anybody's seen this happening, give yeah. us a call. I want to hear about this. I want to see because this is a very anomalous. And it's coming as an iMessage. It's coming in and oh. going out as blue. So when I respond, I responded to that initial yo text. Yeah. It went out as blue, as an iMessage, and she never received it. Okay, so it's another Apple product. It's, that's, when it's blue, it. that indicates that it is also an Apple product, right? right? 
Wow. So, but you think maybe somebody did get it? Somebody who's intercepting the... I don't well, know. they never like responded I... back because she then picked up her phone and and called, you uh, know? So I... Or or maybe... I don't know. She took control of her account again. I don't... Like, I don't know what's happening. So I, I have... I never click on a link, but I will get links that come through my checks that are not... I don't recognize. And um, I, I that's fairly frequently. But I, to have this inserted... In your I, actual exchange, seems pretty weird. So weird. I got a I got an alert on my phone day before yesterday that said uh, someone is trying to access your account. We recommend changing oh, your password. Man. And it was it was from Apple. Like it like I didn't have an app open. It mm-hmm. just popped up on the screen. And I'm like, okay, that's legit. So I and I'm always I'm always hesitant to te- to do these things. So I went in and I changed my Apple ID password. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then. It's such a pain. Then, no, uh, it no, is. No, this is the best part, though. And then I get another message. Uh, yo. And I took a... Yeah, yo. <laughs> yo. It's Elisa. I took a photo of it. Why, why Kathy being a bitch? <laughs> and then it says, your Apple ID and phone number are now being used for iMessage and FaceTime on a new Mac. If yes. you recently signed on to, and it's got the name of my, my MacBook, uh-huh. you, can, you can ignore this notification. Well, I hadn't, so... I don't well, know yeah, what the hell you your password you, and it, it's just re-upping your account. Like if it is your iPad or your, your MacBook, it, it's just because you changed the password, you're now yeah. logging into that so, as well. So, she's right. So I just got, every time I get a new device, it, every time I log on the other device that I have, it'll say a new device is logged on to your uh, your iCloud, uh, your account, um, and then you can accept. It's just your or, other yeah. devices, right? Okay. Because but, you changed the password. But, but here's the deal: so I changed the password, and I had to I had to use that password to get back into my phone. Yeah. All right. So it made me do that. But then on, I don't even know what the Apple ID really is. <laughs> like, so when it when I sign on to my my laptop, like the 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 password that comes up, you know, if I restart it and you have to put uh-huh. in your password. That's I guess that's not my Apple ID because no. that's totally different. So that's that. that's to, that's administration of the system. Right. Like if you're if you're adding an app, you're allowing something to uh, okay. to happen on the computer. Okay, and then everything else is your iCloud um, account. I didn't. That's want to like change. your email no, and your to. your pa- your password associated with your Apple products. Okay. Did you guys get the uh, email from Bill Weston okay. who said, uh, hey, if you got uh, this weird email from me, don't don't respond to yes. it? Yes. So I was in his office because I had already responded to an email from him. Uh, and I was like, what was the email about? And, and thankfully, it wasn't the email that he was talking about. The, did you get So there was this phishing scam. Right, uh, right. That, oh, it was company-wide, right? Well, so it, apparently it was brought to his attention by DeBella. Who just saw it? To bail the email, <laughs> yeah, the be- email, uh, and he saw it. So, if you if you're not paying close attention, yeah. these things just look. And so, the email I... basically said, "I need to see you about a private matter, or I need to talk to you about a private matter." Yo. Blah blah blah. You know, yo, yo, yo. Uh, you know, click on you know this. You know, please, please respond. And then the you know when you hit reply, like this other page comes up. Yeah, and- no, and then mm-hmm. then you're in. It's too late. All right, let me let me go to these calls. Uh, that are uh, commenting on Kathy's weird text issue here. I'm going to go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Big brown Guatemala nipple. We got him over here, man. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's going on, fellas? Yo, uh, so did you have this happen, the same thing, where, where this mystery text started coming up um, in an already existing text chain? Oh, my God, you have no idea the okay. problem this caused between me and my wife. Oh, oh yes. So, 
So we're texting in the morning like, hey, good morning, I love you, all this. And all of a sudden, she's like, she sends me a text like, WTF with a question mark and an exclamation mark. That's exactly what I did. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm like, and so I send a question mark back, and she's like, so who are you sending pictures to, and you don't think you can spend time with them anymore because of work and this and that, and I'm like, what are what are you actually yeah. talking about right now? I was like, I have no idea. Oh, my God. So uh-huh. similar to Cassie's thing, she sends me a screenshot, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I did not text this. Like, that wasn't me. She was like, it's your name. It's your number. Like, it just came in between our conversation. I'm like, babe. I did not, t- like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she knows I'm not that type of guy. Jason, did and you did you screenshot your uh, setup? Yeah, and I okay. screenshotted mine, and she was like, oh, you could have deleted those. <laughs> out of the- uh, wow. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Wow. And so to prove to her, I had to call Sprint mm. and go file like this complaint and they had to send it to a whole other department and they had to research it Mm. and they looked up like the times my texts were sent and they were like yeah like say i sent it at 806 and 807 and then the next text was like 809 well these random texts came through at like 808 809 and they're like yeah, they definitely did not come from your phone. All right, so once that was established, was she cool with that? Yeah, but and I was like, listen, if you want, we'll take your phone to, like, the police station and file a report. And she was like, no, we don't have to go through all that because that's what Sprint told me. That was the only way to resolve the issue. Huh. Take your phone to a police station? Like to file and a put it in, a, in like, a phone lineup? Because they they don't have the ability anymore to go into oh. like individual text for like legal purposes, I guess. Okay, like That's privacy. Crazy. And did anybody ever explain to you how that may have happened? I got to tell you, I I was so overjoyed when I heard that. You can send her this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, that creates a bad situation. They're like, this has never happened in the history of text messages. They're like, calls will get crossed often, but texting, they were like, no, we've never seen this before. Well, here's the deal, Jason, is that you got like the, the WTF and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the, the whole response, and she's seeing it on her screen, and, and you're not seeing it on your screen. It's exactly what happened to Kathy. That is, I, I'm telling you, when I heard that, I was like, thank <laughs> the Lord above, like, that I'm not the only one. I was like, it figured, you know, my luck, I was like, yeah, of course I'm the only guy that just happened. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> totally. Jason, how long ago was it? Now, about a year ago. Okay. okay. All right. But it was, it was so bizarre. I was like... So confused, and she's like, "Stop playing stupid! Just tell me who this." <laughs> oh, yes, God. and you're, you're yeah. now you're falsely accused. You're like, "I didn't do anything! I really am stupid." What? 
in God's name is going on? Like, this is, I was like, of course, of course this is happening to me. Right. You know what right. Preston's friend would do? Throw the phone into the water. Yeah, right? yeah that's that. what Steve, my buddy Steve would do. <laughs> All right, Jason, oh, well, I'm glad it got resolved. Thanks, yeah. and, you're, and you're not alone. It's not just Kathy. There's a number of texts and calls coming in of people okay. who've had the same thing happen. Oh. We're going to explore those a little bit, so make oh, sure you man. please play Thank this God. for your wife, all right? Yeah, all right, guys, rock on. Have all right, day. see you, man. Uh, let me see here. I will go to, yeah, let me go to Brian. This is really strange. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. What's up, Brian? So two days ago, my wife was picking up my daughter uh, at school, and um, when my daughter got in the call, a text came through, you know, on the car screen, and it just said IDK. And the crazy thing was that it was from her her mother, um, but her mother had died three years ago. Wow! And the phone the phone number has been disconnected for three years. Wow! That's a Twilight Zone well, episode. The, did, did, yeah, the, the device doesn't work. She got home and she was all freaked out. But they can you know, reassign numbers, right? They can, yeah. And and the weird thing too is that it it popped up on her on the on the uh, car. Uh, my daughter saw it too, but it's not on her phone at all. Isn't IDK? I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, God, if you're gonna get a message from the other side, you hope it wouldn't be. I don't, I don't know where I am. There's clouds and angels, and I'm scared. I, okay, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. I think that might just be a reassigned number wow. of somebody. Yeah. I don't know why they would. But but then why would they pick your number, the the daughter's number, to text? And yeah, yeah. Just re- the odds of that happening are astonishingly low. Here's a text says Kathy. This text thing happened to my stepmom. She didn't figure out exactly why that happened, uh, but said around the same time her email had been hacked. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She thought that might have been linked somehow. Yeah, a lot of people are texting in Kathy saying that your friend needs to change her Apple password and uh, check into her email because her email may have been hacked and the email was what uh, was texting you. That That's what I keep telling her. I'm like, change your password for mm-hmm. everything. Like, yeah. who cares? Just go through everything and change the password. By the way, let me ask you about passwords. Do you guys ever use the quote-unquote strong password that's like 50 characters Occasionally. Yeah. I haven't done it, and I, and I realize I, sh- I probably should because passwords... You just click the I forgot my password thing and I you know, get a new one. I know, but what a one. pain in the ass. It is a pain in the ass. It takes two seconds to change it. it doesn't take that, that long. So on, my, on the new Mac that I have, Preston, there is a, a, a finger ID up in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's very helpful. I, 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 was, I shied away from doing that, Preston, because those things were so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But the time it takes to change it is very short these days. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I, I have some... Uh, um, the passwords that I that I like at least that that stay within a realm of easy to remember. Yeah, you give them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even though they involve you know characters and numbers yeah, yeah. And, and letters and all that stuff, but I'm I'm so often I, I receive a text. It's like you know, all right, uh, this has been co- or there's a potential that this has been compromised. You should change it, and then I go, and then it gives you the strong password. And I'm like, oh man. Always be aware though that you you might see something with an Apple logo or a Microsoft oh, yeah. logo. And it can be 100% fake. Yep. And that, that happens very often. I'm going to go to Ted, who works at nerds to go There you go. Says he can help us out. Hey, Ted, good morning. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. All right, Ted, are you uh, you a tech? You work on this stuff? No, I'm the general manager over at nerds to go I actually that? have as much IT experience as the nerds do. I uh, have to so that they can uh, 
narrow down information and find out uh, any of the problems with it that I can fix. Okay. So Kathy, um, Kathy's receiving text messages within an already existing text chain from her friend. She sees it. Kathy sees it on her end. Her friend doesn't see it on her side. Have you heard of this before? Yes. We've had a couple people come in, uh, older, younger, and the like, have this issue before. Okay. And it, it's always been two specific things. Both of which are fairly strange, but you would understand if you understand the phone industry. Um, one is is that her SIM card is being used by either a voice over IP number, which is rare, but it can happen because voice over IP, the technology is like really new. And you can get a free telephone number through anything, Google Voice. If you have a Google account, you can get yourself your own telephone number. Ted, by her, do you mean Kathy or her friend? Uh, her friend. All right. So, all right. So, so her Good, friend, her her friend <laughs> didn't get the phone from her phone. It would be some random stranger. And then what would happen is, is that when the random stranger uses that telephone number to text people, there's what what they call leakage. Uh, the I have that. There you go. <laughs> the text messages start going to... Uh, other people in her contacts not realizing. All right, no, I'm kidding. So this is a person who might just be using this information. Uh, they've they've gotten it. They've hacked it somehow or another, and they're sending a message to someone else. But somehow or another, it's going through her system. Data gets into uh, her contacts and randomly sends off to a number. Uh, exactly. Wow. The two, because the because the IMEI number, which is the which is the like unique signature that your phone uses. Is being used by two different sources. So, so the company that the cell phone is connected to is getting really confused, hmm. and the messages are going everywhere. You, you know, you, you think with all the potential for, I mean, the, the the amount of numbers, obviously, the infinite amount of combinations and all that sort of stuff, that, that the likelihood of things getting crossed like this would be nominal. But would you say, um, Ted, that it's maybe if it's not a a, a a huge issue, that it's certainly sizable? Um, I would say it's. Not crazy. Like I've been, I've been with the company for six months, so we've seen it three times. Oh, all right. So it's not, it's not crazy. And the 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 way to fix it is really simple. You go to uh to like an AT and T or Verizon store, whoever that they have, whatever that your friend has for uh, cell phone service, right? And tell them that, tell them that you know you need to replace your SIM card. That's it. Okay. Uh, usually it's free, and then you know they do it. Mm. Okay. Um, the the second issue, if it is the second issue, which is obviously a lot scarier, is exactly what calls and texts have been coming in, which is that uh, it's likely that your friend was hacked uh, and and the and the password was compromised. Now there are free websites to find out if, if her password was compromised. Uh, one of them is uh, uh, Have I Been Pwned? P W N E D. Have I been pwned? Yeah, and you can put your password into the screen, and it will tell you whether or not it's been leaked to uh, the dark web. Right. So that you know that you need to change those passwords. Have I been pwned? We'll we'll come come back to you. Well, then you're entering your password password. on a website that you don't have an account with. Yeah, most most of us kind of understand that that website in general doesn't save information. It just keeps a list of hacks and keeps a list of, all generalized passwords from any of those 
Okay. All right. Yeah. But so, if you so, do put your password, if you put your password into, if you go to that website, you put your password in, but you're cha- you change it um, on all of your devices, you should be okay, right? Yeah, you could also put your email in as well instead, and you can find out if your email was in the list. I accidentally okay. typed in, have I been pegged? And uh, <laughs> some wild you stuff know, came up. You would yeah, know if yeah. you were pegged. Uh, okay, so it's have I been PWMD with a question mark or no? Uh, no question mark. So okay. have I been owned? So P-W-N-E-D. D-N-E-D. Uh, okay. All yeah, right. Like owned yeah. is like a, yeah. a goofy way of saying owned. Right. All right. Wow. That's um, that's interesting stuff. All right. Uh, Thank you, Ted. We appreciate the assistance, man. Absolutely. Have fun, guys. All right. You, you too. know, we'll it's, see it's wow. weird. I, I do everything right. Occasionally, I'll jump on the dark web to watch snuff films. Yeah. Really? Okay. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, but for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Every now and uh, then, you know, you got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, then I'll get Kathy coming in with right. yo. Wow. Okay. So, so weird. It's I'd never heard of that. That's like a new level of yeah. hacking. Yeah. Oh, listen. If they can hack the Pentagon. Your iCloud account isn't going to be much of an issue. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I apologize to those we haven't gone to that have been on hold. Thank you guys uh, for, for hanging in there, but we have to take a break. Hang tight. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Winning Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinningGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You saw this uh, Reddit thread, which might spark some conversation. Feel free to chime in if you want to. It's, it's based on ridiculous things that people will brag about, and you just don't understand why it's something that they would yeah, something they, they brag about. They feel will impress you, perhaps. Or that they just brag about for some weird reason. Yeah. Um, I remember one guy, uh, it was in our neighborhood, and uh, we were at a, at a gathering, and this guy was going on and on about how he could outdrink younger people than him. Oh, okay. I, that, yeah. That, I bet you that happens a lot. Yeah. And I was like, drink you under the table. Yeah. Drink you under yep. the table, and specifically younger people. Because yeah. this guy was older than me. He was, uh, I couldn't tell you how old, but he was, you know. Probably in his late sixties or something like that, and and he was just going, yeah. Hey, we had this Christmas party, and I, you know, I drank them all night long till they were all done, and I still kept on drinking. And I'm like, 
Congratulations. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't. No, know you don't that. understand. I have the neighborhood kids over to my basement, and I drink those. <laughs> no, they're so young and vital, and I just wipe them out. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> understand. But you know, it was his thing, and yeah, and that's on this list. It was people who brag about how much alcohol they can drink or about the amount of weed they can smoke. <laughs> Um, I'm the opposite okay. at this point. I'm like, oh, man, I, I can only have a couple of beers, or right. you know, I, I can't smoke weed like that. I like I used to. You know, it's just I, I'm when when older people brag about stuff like that to me, it's uh, pathetic. Well, mm-hmm. well, you know, though, unless they're getting some sort of grant, <laughs> you know, I guess we may oh, not be aware. Right, yeah, government, yeah, there's some sort of uh, a company that's. Um, you know, supplementing their income for, yeah. you know, every time they're able to drink younger people under the table. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, for many, that's uh, people who are party people when they were younger, that's sort of holding on to youth. Holding yes. on to youth. I, I, yes, I, I never exactly. lost that. I'm still as good as I was. And if that makes you feel happy that you, you're um, able to, to remain a vital alcoholic, then that's cool. I, I guess. know somebody who would bra- brag about how poorly he treated his wife. No. What? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. So, really? so how, how, brag how to a they, group of people. How did these brags, uh, how like would they manifest? not coming home until, you know, all hours of the morning yeah. or, you know, getting up and, and, you know, not doing anything and she can take care of it all. But like, but it was a, a bragging, like that he could, he could do that and get away with it and she ha- would have to do it. In other words, was he trying to establish that he was, he was yeah. s- such a catch that she put up with it because it was, um, worth, was no. worth having him. Or no. that he's the alpha male. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's in charge. Yes, and that. nobody tells me what to do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, come on. Uh, hey, hey, I'm abusive. Uh, Press. I think you and I were talking to somebody who was bragging about how they had never changed their child's diaper, and oh, I was yeah, like, I remember that. I don't remember who it was, but I know specifically yeah, like never about. Once, yeah, no, I never. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I thought, wow, like you're a terrible father. <laughs> yeah, no. I there was a guy that I was friends with, and I think it was a different conversation who. His dad, in front of him and their kids, would would always say, you know, yep, I never change your diaper. Not one. Not uh, one of them. Yeah. And I remember one time, he, like, he, his son finished his sentence before he even said it. And I, never once, I know, Dad, you never change our diaper thing. And I'm like, that is not... That's saying to your child, you don't love really them enough. I wasn't a dad. <laughs> uh, to do what is necessary of being a parent, and yet you brag about this. I don't. Now there's there's a case, I guess, that could be made that he the love manifested another way, but I but I don't um, I don't know what my dad. You know, was in. World War Two and all that. So he changed our diapers. I don't. I mean, then so you can't even say it's of a time. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make you like yeah. tough because you didn't change yeah. your kids. I mean, crap diaper. I mean, that's part of the deal. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't understand it. Either. So here, here's some examples. And let me go to. Uh, I have Christina. Good morning, Christina. Good morning. Hi. So, all right. Yeah. I actually saw a friend the other day that I haven't seen since high school. And they were bragging about prison time they did for going for robbing a Seven <laughs> Eleven. Oh, they were bragging about they doing prison time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how did they? How, to be proud of. Christine, how were they? How, Christina, how were they bragging? What were they saying? How, you know, uh, uh, give us some a spite, a flavor of what they were saying. They saw. We saw. We were with another friend who also did time at one point. And he's like, "Oh, well, I did more time. <laughs> I did this much time. It was. So, I did this time. It was. I uh, have to explain it. It was. It was like a." 
play park there. I did nothing. I just sat there the whole time. I'm sorry. I, I've observed the law. No, I, I've heard that that is the case. Yeah. Like, in other words, there there is a sort of pecking order in prisons uh. where what what yeah. got you in there. The one thing that you, they, they don't like are obviously... Um, Child predators, uh, that, that'll get you in trouble. But, yeah, doing time, what you did it for, all of that stuff is sort of a badge of honor. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of well, weird. I understand. It's like you're, you're happy you got caught. Like, what are you bragging about? <laughs> exactly. If you were exactly. so good, you wouldn't have got caught. All right. Thanks, Christina. I know somebody who brags about, and again, this is not all women. I'm talking about someone specific, <laughs> but uh, how long it took in childbirth and that... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so like like hers was the hardest, and she got through it. Yours wasn't that difficult right, because right. hers was longer, and, you know, she, yeah. <laughs> and it's so annoying. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Here's a text that says, hey, man, Preston and Steve are always bragging about their fancy sleep number beds. Ooh. Oh, oh, Preston's 85, Steve's 90. La-dee-da. <laughs> you know, it still kills me, too, when people come over and they'll go, oh, you do have a sleep number bed. I'm like, what do you mean? Why would I? Why would I create that fiction? Because you're bragging. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Laura. Laura, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Laura, what's up? So my son used to have a friend that we took on vacation with us, and on this vacation, we learned that he would brag about anything to the point where we called him one up. Because he would always try to one up everyone. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. But our, I hate that personality. I hate that personality oh way more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> I could smell that. Yeah. I could smell that a mile away, man. <laughs> I knew it. The best, though, he claimed that his dad could ride the Appalachian bike trail without stopping. Without, without stopping. stopping. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. How many miles he is that? The whole trail didn't wow. stop. Yeah. Took him 20 hours. You know, it's yep. the, you remind me of the Kristen Wiig character on SNL that always uh, always ups. Uh-huh. It's, it, that's her whole character is yep. that she would up the ante on that. Uh-huh. But I, I agree well, that there's... What, a... though? But I, listen, I, I will brag about my dad who bikes from Pennsylvania to Montauk, New York every year at but 75 years old. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, like, to yeah. me, that's an accomplishment. I, I will brag about that. Well, years ago, you know, my, my, my push-up thing that I did, you know, I did... Uh, a. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I also, I add on to that the other part of that story, which was I almost died. <laughs> that yeah. you couldn't uh, Yeah, move. that I almost couldn't move. So, so uh, um, but uh, yes, so I can understand the point of pride, but I think you're when you make fanciful claims, there's a difference between a deranged claim and, you know, just, just a Something bizarre that, thing that you possibly have done that you're just proud of. Well, and same thing, like Preston yeah. said, there's a difference between yeah. that and being proud. Here's right. a stat of <laughs> how long it takes uh, to bike the Appalachian Trail. It says it will take an ordinary human three <laughs> months <laughs> to complete. But unlike any other transnational trail, the North America in North America won't be squeezed by cars as you ride from border to border. It's a remote trail. You ever guys, uh, you guys ever hang out with dudes who bragged about uh, women? Yes. Uh, in an aggressive yeah. way. And, and sure. I, I, there was a guy that used to work here. This is years ago before you guys even uh, came to the station. He worked in the promo crew. And he would just talk about all, all of these women that he slept with. And listen, I'm not the world's most handsome man, but this dude was hideous. And I just I look at him and I'm like, "You're lying. <laughs> Everything you're saying is is untrue." And I think maybe he just he felt so insecure that he but had. That, to, isn't yeah. that an old sort of that? That's such a that's a stereotypical of, of the uh, 
you know, oh, you can't believe the amount of women I bet. Yeah, you're right. I cannot believe. Yes, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. believe any of it. Yeah, yeah. I Nothing do not believe it at all. <laughs> yeah. Nothing you say has any verisimilitude to it. Uh, let me go next to, I'll bet this is a common one. I'm going to go to Dean. Hi, Dean. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Good morning Ed. Ed. Dean. What's up, buddy? Uh, nothing much. I hate, um, my buddy always brags. He's 40 years old. He's always bragging about how many likes he gets on Facebook or oh comments. I don't understand. Well, that, you're talking about something that is a relatively five, six, seven-year-old, maybe eight-year-old phenomenon, which yeah. is that, that thing about how many followers and how many likes. And exactly. in, in an age of influencers, uh, uh, Dean, that's that's a big thing, you know, when really you have funny. something that nails... And, and and people go, like, into clinical depression if they put up something they're sure it's going to get a lot of response, <laughs> and it gets nothing. It's yeah. like, right, right. oh, my God. <laughs> Do you ever, you ever call him out on it, Dean? Uh, a few times. I, I'll, I'll ask him, like, hey, how come you only... You'll make a post maybe once or twice a week, but it has to be something relatively where someone is going to reply, and then they say something back, and they, they start up a conversation on Facebook. Right. And I just, I just don't understand it. I'm like, just keep, I don't know, move on. <laughs> just right, move along. Right. I know. All right, Time's thanks, a waste. You're burning daylight. Appreciate it. Let me give you a couple of more on here, and feel free to jump in, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, somebody here uh, on this thread wrote, uh, people who brag about how little sleep they get. Uh, I guess on a regular basis, I don't know. I'm embarrassed by how or, little I get. Uh, let's see here. Here's another one. It says, uh, being an a-hole. I never understood the appeal of being a self-proclaimed a-hole. I don't I that brag about like... being an a- I brag about having an a-hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what I have? have? <laughs> an a-hole. Yeah. <laughs> I have a butthole. Butthole. And it works like a charm. <laughs> uh, but, Kath, it's almost like uh, the guy you're talking about that's a jerk to his wife. Yeah. Oh. And brags about that. Yeah. What? Yeah. You guys br- bragging about the uh, uh, turds. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Casey. Nice case. It was, I mean, when, yeah, it, I when it's three see. foot long, like, you kind of have to brag about it. When, it, when it has the power of speech, <laughs> no, it's don't. worth, yeah. <laughs> uh, this person Daddy. says, this person says, the I don't know anything about computers people and the I never read people. Oh, that go- that's right in line with I don't watch TV. Right. I yeah. don't. I, I I don't I don't I'm sorry I don't watch TV. Yeah, you really nothing. Yeah, <laughs> sucks to be you because it is awesome. <laughs> now this one's interesting. It says now this is a, this is kind of a twist on this because this person's uh, post is about what someone thought that the other person was bragging about, but they weren't really. It says I had a coworker who thought I was flexing on them by using chopsticks. <laughs> Oh, showing Wait, off? Yeah, really? showing off by using wow. chopsticks. Okay. I know how to eat sushi, so <laughs> you must be impressed. Uh, you know, there's, there's like an entire country, a couple of countries that will use <laughs> yeah, this as their main exclusively. utensil. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they flexing when they do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I will go next to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Good morning, guys. I am so sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. Uh, we'll let it pass. What's up, man? Uh, Thank you, thank you. So, my father works at a local music venue um, as security, and whenever a song comes on from a musician that's been at the theater, he always likes to humble brag, jokingly, of course. Yeah. So, if something like the Hooters pops up on, you know, on, on your guys' station. He'll be he'll, his eyes will light up and he go he'll like look at me. I'll just like he'll just nod at me and smile. I go yeah yeah yeah. We know we know. <laughs> right right. You've heard it enough. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's cool. It's cool. You're ruining 
my favorite song now. Stop it, please. <laughs> <laughs> the humble brag is Thanks, one Rob. is one that is is a um, like there are overt brags, uh, but the humble brag I think is even more annoying. Well, I find myself doing it because of experiences on this show, and right. it's not intentional. But right. like we have access to some cool stories from yeah. time, and you know, so like a movie will come on with John Travolta, and be like, oh, I. I want to tell a story. I, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, you know, the, I'm the same way. If and, I don't want to sound like that jerk that met John Travolta, but I like exactly. it's neat that I met John Travolta. You know? Yeah, and I and I I will hold back on stories. I like, have oh, because I'll yeah. say because the the natural response is, oh, we had them on the show, or right. or they came by and we spent time with them. You know? Yeah, he told such great stories, and you want to share that, <laughs> but you don't want to be the guy who's humble bragging about right. it, right? Or yeah, coming off as if you're you're yeah. Yes, we know, Preston. You've met <laughs> right, everyone. Yeah. So I'll start to go into that, and I'll catch myself, Preston. And, and I'll brag about my abortions, uh, <laughs> just to deflect. Uh, on this list also is people bragging about how they're not into whatever is popular, and that somehow that yeah. makes them better. Yes, they're, 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 they don't go for pop culture things. They they operate on a higher level. That they're uh, I, I, I've you know it, that would be akin to the not watching. I don't I don't watch television. I I right. read. I I, uh, I may have been that way in the past. Um, you know about things that were really, really popular, and going, no, nah, that's that sucks. Yeah, you know, as opposed to just understanding that it, I'm not into that. You yeah, know? and and it's okay that everybody else is into it, and I'm not. Yeah, it's not. It's not an indictment of you. Yeah, yeah. But that was me just being, I guess, defensive. Well, that's why you look at you. You're wearing your Mumford and Sons shirt today. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm wearing a Neil deGrasse Tyson shirt. Yeah, are you really? Yes, I am. No. Uh, here's another one that says how many people they've slept with. I've never understood why it's competition. Yep, we covered that. Um, and those I'm, are, I'm impressed by it, though. <laughs> by how many people? Yeah, some people I mean, because my number's not that impressive, so when I hear I'm like, well, damn, really? really? You know, then, then you have to ask how many were paid for. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a certain, you Would know. Would those count? I yes, guess they you would. Did. You slept with them, yes. Mm. Are you sleeping? Or, you know, if someone leaves and you, you know, they pick up the money on the bureau... <laughs> have you? Can you say you slept with them, right? I, I don't think that. Well, who knows? No. Better than I, I should I not have to no, worry about that. I I don't. I wouldn't count it. Pain yeah. doesn't count. What's that? Pain doesn't count. Pain doesn't wait, count. Wait, hold no. it. Yes, pain don't hurt. If your thing, well, no. If, if your, your thing is in the other thing, right? If Listen. your thing goes in there, stop being so medical when you talk about this. I think if you're <laughs> bragging about the number, and let's say your number is a hundred, you've paid for fifty. <laughs> your number's fifty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think no, that's right. Wrong. Am I wrong? Yeah. Kathy's wrong. Kathy's, I, I love that she's taking the other side of it. I think if you've had an actual. Because I don't see it as bragging. I see it as I need to know because if it's 50, I'm out. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's your cutoff? 25? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Like, if you're, if you're that. Uh, 50. Uh, <laughs> Full kinds of germs. I remember one time. I, I had, mean, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Well, of course. Uh, of STDs it's, 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 at that point. Well, that's it. Yeah, it could be you're dealing with an issue. In the, in the 1990s, and it, w- it was the height of the AIDS crisis. Yeah. I remember a gal asking me, so how many have you been with? And I'm like, ooh, this is a test. Yeah, yeah. A test. And Am I, I going to pass? lied. Did oh, you? my oh. God, did I lie. I lied on the low end like nobody's <laughs> business. Wow. Yeah. I just escaped an Amish community. I mean, it's my first day out on Rum Springer. <laughs> Would you be my first? <laughs> what? Uh, let me go to some other people bragging about things that you don't understand why they brag. I'm going to go to Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, bud. What's your story? 
So I know a guy, and it drives me absolutely nuts. And he borderline puts you down if you use, like, canned tomato sauce or you use packets of seasoning. Like, he homemade everything. And he's like, it, it absolutely drives me insane. So he will turn his nose up if you mention that you've used some kind yeah, but, of pre-made but, ingredient. Yeah, if I, if I come with we work late, and I come home and make spaghetti, and I'm like, oh, man, I was so tired. I just you know, opened up the can right there. He's like, dude, I homemade everything. I have jars in the freezer. I'm like, dude, I, like, who cares? Well, then you, you, yeah, you undercut yeah. him and say, yeah, but do you grow all your own produce? Uh, that's what I do. And just, just, keep, just yeah. keep getting more basic. Because that's, yeah, but that, that's annoying <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Uh, here's a text that says, Steve might understand, but people who brag about how good they are at video games... Like their kill slash death ratio, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially if they're twenty five years old or above. <laughs> I said, I remember, I it was Modern Warfare. I jumped on the uh, free for all, and Preston, I was playing. I actually had the sound up, and and I was playing against kids. I fully expected them to decimate me, yeah, and I wiped them out. And uh, and you could hear them going. They were having full blown meltdowns, yeah, you know, because it's it, that is you know Casey with Fortnite and everything that's. Well, that's, that's almost that's the way you're judged by society. Yeah, well, and Steve so, bragging, Steve <laughs> bragging right <yeah>. now. <laughs> you better believe it. But I, I'm impressed by it because I watched my son play, and I'm like, I can't. My brain can't even comprehend what's happening on the screen right now, and you're doing it with your hands. And, yeah. And so he'll show me uh, clips that he saved of people he's no scoped, and yeah. you know, he'll go, Yo, Dad, check this out. There's just so much cheating that goes on now with the bots and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It's like I don't even. It, it means nothing. Okay, here's one. All right. This is this is this is a little bit touchy because I kind of understand it, but then again, shut up. Okay. <laughs> How great your kids are at sports. Oh my god. Oh my, oh my god. god. Oh my god, stop it. Wait, please God, stop it. And the younger they are. Uh yes. Like, oh well, he's only this age and uh And he should be playing with he's the play- yeah, he's, he's, he's varsity. Well, you know, he's playing up. Yeah, he's he, that's what yeah, that's what I hear. He's playing up. I mean, he's only eight, but he should be in the NFL. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's how good he is. Preston, I just, I, I just sit there and I not. Uh-huh. I know. I'm uh-huh. the same way. I've had... Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself. Mm, uh, I was over right. with Kathy. We spent New Year's Eve one time with the parents, who, and they're wonderful people, and they, they are wonderful, wonderful people, and they, but they indulge their, they indulge their kids so much, and they kept, we're gonna put on play, we're gonna put on play, we're gonna put on play. And we're like, we're trying to, you know, like the, the adults are trying to have a conversation. We haven't seen these people in a while. Okay. They put on the play. What'd you think? And I said, I don't think it was that good. <laughs> Did you say I, that? I think the performances weren't what they should have been. The second act fell apart. Oh, and I started, right. yeah. and, and they're, like, they're looking at me like, because if you're going, okay, if now you really want me to judge, if it's this important where it's intruded upon, I'm going to give you an actual critique. Uh, but going back to the sports thing, mm-hmm. Kathy, I remember that from back, I mean, like grade school, like third, you know, second, third grade being well, at yeah. at, a, at a birthday party and hearing this mother not shut up about how good her son was at soccer. And I'm like, okay, give it a rest. Well, we have heard enough. And, and I'm, I'm in it now. That's, that's where we are with sports. And yeah. um, at, I mean, really, honestly, at that age, second and third grade. Maybe they are amazing, but it might not be the same when they are. You know what I mean? Like, Agreed. As they get older, like just I relax. understand Let being the kids proud. Play and enjoy. Like you're, you're you're proud of Jace's snowboarding ability, right? One hundred percent. And I understand being proud. 
and then there's a point at which you are you be you know you need to be a little like like ratchet back, and you do, and like everyone does at a certain point, like like. But here, wait, here's the difference, yeah. though. I am very proud of Jace's snowboarding ability, but I would never speak to somebody else whose kid also snowboards right. and talk about how amazing exactly. Jace is as yeah. if their kid isn't, because that's what these parents that's do. Right. They yeah. talk to you as right. if their kid is better than yours. I've never seen your kid snowboard. I don't know if he's better or worse or the same. I don't know. I'm just telling you. He's always you. seemed kind of stupid. Uh, <laughs> so if he could snowboard like yeah, Chase, yeah. that would be I mean, that's, he's really fighting an uphill battle because he always seemed like kind of a deadhead. Uh, I've, I've also known the parents that, that have the, the, the perfect child, the golden child, yeah. meaning great in athletics, great in academics, uh, you know, uh, valedictorian. I mean, every single thing. And it's all they talk about. And I'm just like, man, okay, look. Yes, you want me to admit it now? My kids aren't as good as yours is. Do you hear? Are we clear now? Well, Preston. We all, we all on the same page. You, good. Shut up. Shut up. Don't you take comfort that in about 10 or 15 years, they'll say, and look at his manifesto. He stayed in the line. Oh, you're lines. right. Yeah. You're right. Look oh. at his penmanship in the manifesto. I got it. Yeah, I have one of those, too. Yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. They're, they are just amazing don't... at everything they do in life. And I understand kids are a huge sense of pride. Absolutely. Most definitely. And they're... But when you've got the golden child, you don't need to, you don't need to lord it over also, everyone else. Also, humility, they're not humility, and, and being humble, and, yes. and, and understanding how your stuff can land on other people. You know, where they go, oh my god! And, you know, it's it's like in in a, um, uh, the Ron Howard film, the uh, Parenthood. Yeah, with the, the, the one kids, the uh, Rick Moranis goes in, and the one kid's running with a bucket on his head against the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he likes to <laughs> do that. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> must, you must be so proud, right? <laughs> you must be very proud. Well, and Preston, oftentimes, they're not the golden child. Yeah. They're currently on the park choking another kid. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's the things they don't know yeah. behind the scenes that are going on. Let me. All right. Hang on. Uh, Lisa's been on hold for a long time. I know we did this earlier, but I'll go back to her because she's been holding for so long. Hi, Lisa. Good morning, it bitches. Good morning, it <laughs> bitch. What's up? <laughs> so speaking of bitches, I have a friend. <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> She is um, one of those people who we're going to be 40 soon, and she chooses to hang out with individuals in their early, like, late 20s, early 30s, and she's on Snapchat going, oh, my God, I am out drinking these people, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you look like a mess. Yeah, yeah. You look like a disaster. <laughs> you're going to be 40, and you, you're you complaining about how you're not losing weight and everything. Girl, give up the beer. When, yeah. I, when I hear stories like this, I, did you ever see the movie Ma? About the, no, the, 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 I didn't yeah, see yeah. it. No, yeah, but it's, it was... yeah, it's, it, so she different. hangs out. She's an older woman, but she has her, her basement. She has the kids come over and party, and she's like, yeah. Yay! Oh, my God. Yeah. I think. I think this movie must have been like made after my friend because like she she will have people over her house and she has a good job yeah. but she drinks like crap college beer like Keystone. I'm like girl, Keystone, are you freaking? I'm not, I'm just like no. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 uh, she also like listen. There might be something psychological going on there yeah. where she missed out on that age, right? It's possible, she, you know, like. Oh. Oh, this uh, can I say she also humble brags that she was an elite college athlete too, oh. and she partied all throughout college. And okay. so, no, I think it's just she she's reliving her younger years, yeah. or, or won't let go of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> you can hear it in her voice. Just stop it. 
<laughs> All right, one last call because Karen has also been on hold for a long time. Hey, Karen, good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, good morning it. it, Karen. What's up? This kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with what you guys were talking about with kids, but I get the most extreme form of road rage when I'm driving behind somebody and they have 12 bumper stickers on their car that say, proud parents of an honor student at such-and-such such school. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll just keep on driving with my idiot children. Then. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's a great... I saw a great bumper sticker that said, my kids sold your honor, your honor student kids drugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how your kids are idiots. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, I love That's those. Terrific. Like we, as a family, we were all dinged up. But you know, as far as you know, I mean, we, we had our things. But every, but every family has their their crap, and that's. Yeah, you know, it, it, the honor student thing doesn't bother me as bad if you're doing that for your child. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Uh, I, I don't have that much of an issue yeah. with yeah. that. Like they um, get the bumper sticker yeah. because they're an honor student. I'm not going to go toss it in the trash. I'm going to put it on the car for the kid. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Speaking of those, uh, uh, the, the stickers, like the little family stickers yeah. on the back, you know, it can be you know, like little Mickey Mouses and all uh. that stuff. They go Disney. There was one. And I think you guys have seen it before. It's great. I, I'm pretty sure it's either. Uh, I, I think it might be uh, like one of the Imperial Walkers blasting yeah. the oh, yes. away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> destroying everybody. Yeah. I saw. A, yeah. uh, a I Jurassic- think it's like the Empire doesn't care about your family. Yes. Or something. Yeah. Oh like, my God. I saw a Jurassic Park one, which was uh, uh, our, you know, my dinosaurs ate your honor student or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I think they have zombie ones that yeah. are like that too. Those I love. Excellent. All right, well, listen, thanks for your calls. We do appreciate that. We're going to take a break. No, <laughs> Dean, I'm sorry. Somebody just saw a text that says two point. 26.6. Who gives an F? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Be right back. Stay with us. MMR rocks the 36th annual Bend to the Shore Bike Tour. Sunday, July 23rd. Join Casey Boy and Team WMMR Rock and Rollers for this charity bike ride, raising money for the families behind the badge, a Philadelphia-based nonprofit supporting families of fallen and critically injured first responders. Whether you do the 65-mile classic route over the Ben Franklin Bridge or a less demanding, we'll all finish at the post party in Atlantic City to celebrate. For details and registration info, go to PrestonAndSteve.com. Sponsored by Michelob Ultra and visit Delco. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Donate to Casey's team, the WMMR Rock and Rollers, for the Bend of the Shore Bike Tour on July 23rd, benefiting the families behind the Batch Children's Foundation. Visit PrestonandSteve.com for more information. A 60-year-old surfer was attacked and killed by a 10-foot great white shark off the coast of northern South Wales on Sunday. Uh, the man received a bite to the back of his thigh oh, man. and was brought to the shore by other surfers who had fought off the shark. Uh, Surf Life Saving said in a statement the victim had received first aid on the shore but died on the beach. A shark biologist assessed the photographs and confirmed that it was a white shark that was responsible for the fatal attack. Oh, man. Yeah, New South Wales Ambulance Inspector Terrence Savage said it was dreadful. Uh, and for everyone involved, when you get a call to attend a shark attack, you never know the full extent of the damage until you get on the scene. They did everything they could to try and save his life. But despite their best efforts, they were unable to do so. Nearby beaches were cleared of swimmers, and surfers will remain uh, uh, sur- for, for swimmers and surfers, and they will remain closed for 24 hours. So, you, you, wow. you know, you slice through one of those major arteries in the yeah. leg, and that's doesn't it. T- doesn't yeah. take much. 
Uh, quarantined Florida residents worried about their laughter lines and crow's feet need uh, frown no longer because Botox is back <laughs> and it's being offered at drive throughs Oh, nice. wow. There you go, Kev. It was like a specific doctor, right? That- Michael Salzhauer, yes. Yeah. A plastic surgeon known as Dr. Miami has been conducting drive through Botox injections in the garage of his building in the posh Miami neighborhood of Bell Harbor. The time is never better to come in from Botox seekers. At least have a way you think you have it. Salzheiser said the idea struck him as he was sitting in his car waiting for a blood test. For it's funny, Coach. I was actually sitting in a car waiting for a test for COVID. Uh, for COVID-19 COVID antibodies. Right. Uh, he said the areas that we inject Botox are the upper face. Ex- right. Exactly the parts of the face that aren't covered by the mask. You know that. So it's really ideal. Hey, Barry. Uh, Sal Salzizer said that uh, while wearing a mask, face shield, and surgical gown as he waited for his next drive-up patient. Yeah. The patients can sign up online. Easy. Paying an average of $600 each uh, for a uh, stippling of shots or stipling of shots across their foreheads. Uh, I was trying to say seven. You were trying to say (laughs) (laughs) For seven shots across their foreheads, stipling. Stipling. Uh, Armin Oversham was ex- enthusiastic as he waited in line for his uh, with his wife in the car, although it was their first time ever receiving in- injections at that time. So, yay. Uh, but he's doing it, yep. Yeah. I think and I'm going to do it. Kathy, you should, because this way you'll be woozy behind the wheel of your car. No, not the drive-thru, but I, I think these lines are getting to me. Oh, really? no kidding. Wow. wow. I know. All right. Well, know. if you so, do it, it's crazy that your vanity is stronger than your fear of needles. Uh, it's yeah. not needles. It is, <laughs> I explained this. It is not the needles for this. It's uh, what is going into my, inside my forehead. The toxin. Oh, poison, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, poison. Yeah. That's yeah, what my mom keeps saying. She's like, you know, it's poison that's collapsing your muscles. And I was like, oh. Do you know, and I don't want it to happen to you, but it would be hilarious because sometimes the Botox does shift if it went to a party. Like, <laughs> Stop. Okay, forget it. Never mind. Like, um, uh, Minority Report. Right, right, yeah. Tom Cruise and Minority Report. <laughs> uh, if that happens, we'll just give Kathy a hug. Yeah, that's right. She does that. You no, know, stop, stop, stop. Oh, you want us to hug you? Don't drop a hug. All of us at once? Asking, hold on, you want a cheese curl? <laughs> Wait, if I got it, would you, and it looked terrible, would you guys tell me, or would you just go? Yes. Oh, yeah. Of course, you we would. Okay. would. Yes. My guess is though that the people who do it and know what they're doing, you you would be fine. You wouldn't have that shift, that Botox shift. Twenty-three-year-old mm-hmm. uh, university student was arrested Thursday in connection with the killing of three members of his family with arrows fired from crossbow at his home in western Japan. Uh, Hidaki Nozu was arrested at the scene, is believed to have deliberately shot dead his 47-year-old mother, younger brother, and uh, 75-year-old grandmother. He also shot his aunt, who suffered serious injuries. Oh, man. And he was quoted by the police as saying, I intended to kill my family. Whoa. Uh, The police believe at least five arrows were fired, or bolts, uh, from the crossbow. Uh, the crossbow and the, the bolts were found in the living room of the house. Uh, the what set him off? Uh, the two women uh, who died were both shot in the head, while the man was hit with two arrows in the head and the ant struck by one arrow in the neck. 
Based on the piercing of the victim's bodies, Nozu is likely to have fired the weapon at close range. His aunt had called for help after the attack, and a neighbor alerted emergency services. Uh, Japan has no laws to regulate crossbows, despite a number of incidents involving the weapon. Uh, it's not banned under the firearms and sword control law either. And Steve, I don't know. There's no word on why he wanted to kill his family, but dude did it. And that's crazy, man. Uh, all right, we only have time for one more story. Portland police came across a pig in a blanket along Waterfront Park. And I mean quite literally. It was an actual pig. It was asleep with an orange blanket draped over its massive frame. The agency posted two photos of the sleeping animal and asked its owners to come forward. The photos showed the pig oblivious to officers standing nearby. And Officer Natasha Hansberger, a Portland police spokesman, said that the pig goes by Betty. She's a Yorkshire breed, and someone in the community wrapped her in a blanket to keep her warm. Hansberger said that the Bureau and members of the public worked Sunday morning to find Betty safe shelter. Uh, the officer said Betty has found a home at a local animal farm where they will take good care of her. Aren't pigs uh, supposedly very smart? That's what I hear, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pig apparently had been abandoned sometime overnight. Several people who had noticed the pig gently covered it with their own orange blanket and jackets and contacted Mary McDonald Lewis, an animal rights activist, and she said she received a call about midnight to help the estimated 300-pound swine. So they got it. They've taken care of it. It was an actual pig, pig in, in a blanket. blanket. Yep. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson questions up next with Trash and Music News. So stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. He's got season two of his show, Straight Up Steve Austin. Good show. Monday at 7 p.m. is when you will be able to see it on the USA Network. So please welcome Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin hey! this morning. Hey, Steve, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. Hey, we were just uh, we were talking about your home state of Texas being the number one state for lightning strikes. I'm, see, I'm sure you've seen your fair share of... Texas storms making their way through the area. Man, you ain't kidding. Uh, way back in the day when I uh, brought the Broken Skull Ranch down there in South Texas, it was my first night to spend uh, spend on the property, and I was in a double wide, and a storm rolled in, 
And it was so incredible. I just sat there in the window with a beer in my hand. And gosh, <laughs> it was, and there was so much lightning. I, I swear to God, I thought, I thought like uh, a UFO or something was going to come out of the heavens. <laughs> but yeah, we got some badass lightning out there in Texas. And, and I've been out there on my side by side, stuck sometimes on the back end of the property. And those bolts of lightning start coming down. And your, your immediate instinct is, hey, get, get underneath the tree. Yeah, <laughs> which is the, the worst. Yeah. Yeah, the last place so you want to be. Hauling mm-hmm. ass, yeah, you're hauling ass, and it's just pouring down rain trying to get back to the shop and that side-by-side. And so it got a little hairy sometimes because I'm not a big fan of lightning. I don't want to get struck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, so, Steve, uh, season two uh, premieres on Monday. That's lightning striking twice, coming back in for another season of this. And I'm curious, you know, as it, as an interview-based show and, and, and being the guy asking the questions, what, what did you pick up from season one uh, that you uh, would either like to continue with or maybe change? Did you learn some things in season one that have now uh, in, uh, informed you on what to do in season two? Yeah, you know, season one, you're, you're trying to learn a lot because, you know, we, we, you, shoot a, you shoot a pilot and about a year later it gets picked up. And then it's like, okay, we shot a pilot, but really, you know, wh- what is this show? How does it work? And you go through the paces and... We did really good numbers last year, but I figured it's, you know, it's, it's more of my guest, you know, me sprinkled in there, but hey, listen, let, let them, I'm facilitating the process. And, you know, we've got a couple of activities, you know, I'm, I'm driving a vehicle or we're doing an activity and yeah. you know, just bouncing off each other. You, you want to hear their story and where they come from. So, uh, you, you know, as you guys know, with repetition, you only get better. Yeah. So I think uh, through season one, I think I think I was improved for season two. And I think I can only improve if I keep getting more seasons. So thankfully, everybody tunes in and watches this show. No, you're, you're good. I mean, you're, 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 you're what you do. And I think you pick a lot of that up. You know, I, again, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I've said many times, pound for pound, if you come up through the ranks of, of, of uh, wrestling and performing for crowds like that, you, you have a sense of your audience. You've had Tough Enough, read that Island, Broken Skull Challenge. So you, you got, you know, you got your chops, you've done movies, you've done all that stuff. And I, I enjoyed it. I caught a couple of the episodes of the first season. I love the Rob Riggle stuff. And, you, and you're right, you do activities that sort of break the ice. And uh, allow people to uh, to sort of open up a bit, and that's that's a good methodology. Now, season two, you have Brett Favre, you have um, Steve O, who is great. Um, who who is who is of this new season? Uh, who, who blew you away? Who caught you off guard? Well, man, Tiffany Haddish. If you've seen her stand up stuff, I mean, she'll knock your socks off being funny, and she really broke out in Girls Trip. I mean, she's like that one of the hottest properties. In Hollywood right now, and you get around her, and you feel this charismatic energy that you don't feel from too many human beings. She did hanging out with Ice T because you know, he's one of OGs of gangster rap. And I've been <laughs> yeah. watching him and listening to him forever. And when you ask that guy a question because of his background, I mean, you're sitting under a learning tree. And so, and, and Brett Favre, I've watched his whole career, almost the same age as me, going down to, you know, his stomping grounds in Mississippi was unbelievable. And, you know, this first episode we have coming up with Luke Combs, he's the hottest uh, singer on two feet right now with nine consecutive number one hits, three number one platinum albums. That kid, because I'm already a fan of his music, 
kicking it with him was just absolutely amazing. And I could go on and on and gush about each guest because they each brought something different to the table. They, they're all badass in what they do. And Burt Kreischer <laughs> spit out so much beer. Burt so, yeah, Burt, 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 tape up my rib. <laughs> Burt, Burt's a good friend of the show. We have him on a lot. He has his own, his own show uh, that just premiered last night. And uh, but I mean uh, the stuff that you're selecting to do is fun in the in the um, uh, and I, I have not seen the episode. I saw the, it's in the uh, the the teaser trailer. One of those uh, high speed sort of dolphin subs. It looks like you're you're taking that out for a spin. Oh man, that thing's incredible! It's like half speed boat, half submarine. Yeah, and you know I'd seen those things. I'd researched them. And, you know, the, the day before, you know, that's kind of when we do our prep. My guest isn't there, but we're there because we, we've got to kind of see how this is going to work, you know, what, what the camera angle is going to look like. And I have to learn how to master that thing and, and operate. So, hey, man, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, hanging out with these uh, superstars. And I, if we're driving, we're doing high-speed stuff or anything adrenaline-based, nothing can go wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be an expert, and yeah, that, that's, and I, I I thrive on that pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you they're they're having fun with you, and that's that's when things you know you can see things really open up with people, and and their guard comes down when they're having a good time. Um, do you do you guys check with them ahead of time and make sure that they <laughs> they haven't already been in a, in a speedboat slash submarine before you do it? <laughs> Yeah, you know, they, they kind of have a, a sense of what we're doing because we want to make sure that they're cool with what we're doing, but we don't smarten them, up, smarten them up all the way. Right. So they might know a little bit, but they don't know everything. All right. Hey, Stone Cold, I wanted to ask uh, something I, I learned about you. I saw you on that, that TV show, Hot Ones. Uh, for those who don't know, it's people eat hot sauces, yeah. and <laughs> it increases and goes on. You, you held your own all the way to the end. But I didn't know you had this talent of being able to know what your heart rate is at any given time. How did you get that? Mm. <laughs> now, every, every now and then, it's an exciting moment when your heart just starts, you know, beating out of your chest. You like to time it and, and see, you know, where you're at. <laughs> and so, hell, I've timed myself, you know, like adrenaline spikes or uh. you know, going through crowds or whatever. Just, uh, I'm one of those, I'm a time fanatic. I'm, I'm OCD. I'm type A personality. <laughs> okay. And so I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with my uh, fascination or infatuation with time itself. Oh, wow. Okay. I also want to bring up the, the uh, you appeared in the Undertaker uh, documentary. Um, and, and, you know, you, you, you're someone who came from wrestling and you you love wrestling. It's clear you, you love all that 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 brought to you it was it were you kind of juggling two tabs at once being a participant and clearly a fan yourself when i was in the ring yeah oh no man i was uh you know i, I guess the fan part of you comes out afterwards but man i was totally a participant and you're, and you're immersed in and, you know, when you first get in, you're, you're learning mechanics, and then you're learning psychology. Right. If anybody's smarting you up, you're developing a character along the way. Uh, that wasn't uh, really brought to my attention until a few years in the business. But, I mean, you're totally immersed into learning how to control and manipulate a crowd, you know, based on things you're calling in the ring. And that's the way it was back then. So, like I've always, I always tell everybody, I don't hear very well. I'm halfway deaf. But when you put me in a crowd and I'm forced to entertain, man, I can hear a mouse fart up there in row 100. <laughs> hey, Steve, um, you had a long career, and I'm sure that, you know, um, 
there were a lot of people that wrestled you that were just uh, in awe of being able to wrestle with you, and you probably have wrestled almost all of the greats. Is there anybody that you never did have a chance to share a ring with that uh, that you regret? It would have been great to uh, have a match with Hulk Hogan because he has such a fantastic, uh, long-lasting career and, and uh, really you know, brought the uh, business to uh, a mainstream level that it hadn't been seen at before. And I would have loved to wrestle Ric Flair, you know. <laughs> Ric Flair, yeah. Because Flair's my goat. Uh, and and th- there's a bunch of them, but uh, <clears throat> right off the bat, you know, Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be my, I think, Hogan would be my number one, and then you would be my number two. I hope that's not an insult. <laughs> that is not an insult, because you know that if you're going to go with me, you're probably going to get your ass whipped. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an honor, oh, sir. Nice. <laughs> All right, well, listen, season two of Straight Up Steve Austin premieres Monday night. That's at 11 p.m. on USA Networks. Great to talk to you, Steve. Thanks for coming on this morning. Hey, watch out for them lightning strikes. Yeah, we will. All right, so cold. Yeah. Steve Austin. He's, he's, he's got he's got that really good you know he's he's also perfect for these shows yeah the personality just uh, yep. really he hops out yep all right uh, our next guest has a bit of a personality himself he's been a part of my life oh, since I was a kid and uh, yeah a pop culture center we've had the pleasure to speak to him uh, a number of times over the years and we're ready to go now and you're a fan of this show Steve. I love this show. Yeah. Uh, Fridays at 9 on the History Channel, you can find The Unexplained. Please welcome the one and only Mr. William Shatner. What a pleasure. Tumultuous applause, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How do I follow Steve Austin? Good (laughs) Lord. I I love that wrestling thing, but I'm not here to talk about wrestling. No, you're here about to talk about the the unexplained, which I have to say is is sort of appointment television. My wife and I are big History Channel fans to begin with. Uh, this show, and it's amazing because there are a number of shows that you know we're going to uncover this and uncover that, uh, Bill. But the the um you you the the topics you are hitting are just really fascinating. And I was t- describing to Preston, absolutely, yeah, absolutely stunning. I mean, we, we there are mysteries all over the, uh, you know, our life is composed of mysteries, the life and death, and, uh, but there are other smaller mysteries that uh, just have no explanation that tantalize you, like this show tonight is about mummies yeah. and the mummification. I, I mean, we know about the Egyptians wrapping the bodies up and preserving. We don't quite know how, but there's also the possibility there's a curse on these mummies because... When they broke through uh, in Egypt a uh, uh, hundred years ago, when they broke through uh, the first crypt, uh, several members of that group have died. Yeah, uh, mis- mysteriously. I mean, it, it is it is a fascinating thing, and you, you could glean. I mean, there's, uh, you know, you, you can glean so much from it. But it's, it's amazing how even after all this time, with all of this research, and this can be true of a number of the episodes that that uh, and the topic matters for these various episodes, we still don't have. Conclusive answers. They remain these mysteries. Obviously, explained with the unexplained. But um, is there anything that you have on your list personally that you're fascinated with that you've suggested or want them to do an episode on? 
Uh, well, yes, I do a lot. I read a lot. So I, you know, I was reading recently uh, a book about underground caves. Yes. And how those paintings uh, got on there 50,000 years ago in, in lamp in the, uh, uh, light by a torch because it's uh, uh, underground. Uh, how did the Polynesians make all those? Uh, uh, how did they get to all these distant islands in the mm. Pacific? But tonight's man is about mummies and and not only mummies, Egyptian mummies, but today. Yes, today it goes on today. Well, there are people uh, who dress their mummies, who, who <laughs> preserved bodies, and dress the bodies up. On, in a ritual and address the bodies, address the bodies, but then talk to the bodies. <laughs> yeah, like yearly. Yearly. Yeah. Now we discovered there's the other thing. It's people who mummify people who are alive, who mummify themselves to talk to the dead. So it's not the dead talking to the alive; it's the alive talking to the dead. And now, wait a minute. Here's the here's the topper. This one I can't get beyond. Okay, this is the big one. Yeah. All right, they've got DNA of a of a monk, a mummified monk. Yes. DNA. They've recreated the voice box of a monk, and they've put air through these the, this re uh, constructed voice box. And although it can't make vowel sounds, there is a sound that they can make through the voice box that must have been this guy's sound. That's we, we, we played some audio of a little bit of that. It, it's unbelievable that they can do this. But again, that you guys are finding these things that that really no one has done. You know, with all these shows, you're fi- you're finding your niche. Uh, I mean, this this sort of stuff. I, I mean. Um, every answer provides 15 other questions, and that's what's so engaging about the show. Well, how smart of you to to look, uh, how showbiz-wise of you to have spotted that. And that's exactly right. The research people in this company, uh, Prometheus, are incredible. They are discovering these things. And and I, too, looking uh, as I do through uh, the mysteries of things, uh, I'm into horses and dogs. And, uh, you know, it's one thing do we, we, we have a dog, but do, are dogs, how intelligent? Yeah. Where does their intelligence lie? How much of their spirit, since they... They can talk to us, but not in, in the English language. They're talking to us, but what are they saying, and how much are they feeling with the mystery of the animals around us? Yes. Uh, Bill, this uh, this show, and I, I love this subject matter. It's, it's great, and it, it, it's it's reminiscent of, of your contemporary, uh, Leonard Nimoy, with um, uh, In Search Of. Yes. Uh, back in the 1970s, as a kid, I absolutely devoured that program when it when it would come I on. I loved it too. Yeah. I loved that show. Yeah. And this is not unlike that exactly. But you know, in the in the thirty years since then there's been so much um, more uh, expl- uh, exploration yeah. and explanation as science uh, has delved into these these mysteries. We're trying to discover the answer and the Ooga booga <laughs> of it is there doesn't seem to be an answer. No, no, I mean, there I mean, is the, an answer. You you did you did an episode that was the mysteries of the Bible, uh, which and, and and it was great. And, and I, I looked at my wife and I said, I, I said, you know, I look at you go. 
you know, um, I said, I, I exactly said, Shatner just loves this kind of stuff because you can see your delivery is very dramatic and you're selling it and it's great, but the stuff is so engaging. I mean, it's the kind of thing where um, I'm waiting for, you know, uh, uh, one or two years so you can have weekend long unexplained marathons because, you know, History Love Channel loves to do the marathons because it's that kind of, of, uh, of compulsive watching. Uh, exactly. We're, We've shot all that I think our second season. We've we've produced all of our second season. I'm waiting for them to renew more uh, second season or order uh, another order for the third season. It it is. You're absolutely right. I find this stuff stunning. I mean, this book on uh, on caves. Uh, what was his name? Uh, called Underground and and uh, by a spelunker. There's a guy buried in a cave because he couldn't get out of the hole where he had wedged himself and gradually the carbon dioxide uh, uh, killed him because they couldn't dissipate the carbon dioxide and they mummified him they put him in 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 calcified oh wow that is wild did you see the Werner Herzog documentary on the cave drawings was that a couple of years ago? It was. If you're into this kind of stuff, it's a uh, you know the great director Werner Herzog. You may want to check that out. And and that's what we're going to uh, yeah. one of the okay. Uh, the Yoga Booga. Yeah, the Yoga Booga. I love that. Hey, Bill, I want to ask a, a question off topic from the, the the TV show. But my my dad lives in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and I go visit him from time to time. And uh, one time we took a drive from there to the uh, the Maker's Mark um, Distillery. Uh, and while we were on the way, I think he pointed out a property that was like, I think he said, I think that's William Shatner's, uh, property. Uh, cause I know you do own property in, in Kentucky and, yeah. um, would, would he have been right or was he full of crap? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, we don't want to tell you that your dad is full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe your dad, maybe your dad needs mummification. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you're known to you, you're, a long history of Arabian horses and horses in general. Is, is, is that, have you ever, have you ever raised racing horses? Uh, I, I've been in Lexington for 40 years hmm. and had different property. Oh, maybe he saw a property I once owned. Or that I put a bid on, or okay. bought and sold. Uh, that's possible, absolutely. But right now, I have a house hidden way in the hills, and and uh, and, and don't come there. there. <laughs> yeah. And don't come there. Yeah. Uh, but, but it doesn't really matter because you went to Maker's Mark and forgot all about yeah, it. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. We took a tour of uh, Keeneland while we were in Lexington too, which was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, uh, it was beautiful. Yeah, I've never been to the Maker's Mark. Uh, 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 distillery. It's, it's it's really neat. It's a little smaller than you think it might be for as, as worldwide yeah. as they are, but uh, it was Did very... Did give impressive. you a taste? Oh, yeah. You get samples. <laughs> you Absolutely. better. Yeah. yeah, you better. Um, well, listen, Bill, we appreciate the call. It's always great to talk to you, and you've always got something great going on, so we'll point people in the direction of the History Channel. Friday nights tonight, 9 o'clock, The Unexplained. And it's a good show. The Ooga Booga will Ooga be Booga. tonight. Ooga yeah. Booga. Take Ooga. care, guys. All right, take care. Talking. William Shatner. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. I love that William Shatner is William Shatner, man. Those pauses yeah. are priceless. <laughs> and in the, in the show, like I was telling you, that's what he does. He goes, inside a cave. <laughs> is this where you would find? And they have, it's just him, but behind him are these huge screens. Yeah. So, and it says, our, like on the History Channel site, it says, our cast, William Shatner. Yeah. <laughs> I forget, have uh, either of you guys ever met him? 
No. Just, have, just on the phone? At convention. Convention? Okay. A meeting in that I was one of the yeah. 900 people, yeah. with, most of them with large bags full of cans of soda in their backpacks. I mean, he's 89, but you talk about guests that would be great to have in the studio because you could talk to them for an hour or two yeah. or whatever, and he'd be one. One of the funniest Saturday Night Live things I'd ever seen was when he's at the at the, the convention yeah. and and he he starts his preamble. And he's like, "You've all come here from all, you know." You think he's going to just yeah. throw all this praise on them? He's like, "People have come from hundreds of miles and there's all these years of just this. one thing to say." Yeah, I just want to say, "Get alive, get alive, <laughs> will you be?" <laughs> It, it was it was just a TV show. Yeah, it was. It's funny. Move out of your parents' basement. It, it was outstanding. Oh, it was gosh. just the best, man. <laughs> uh, but I love having him on. All right, um, let's take a break and get back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. It's an MMRBQ weekend. Pit Party Edition. Listen for your chance to win your way up front. And we really mean right up front. As MMR puts you in the pit to see Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, and Aaron Jones, Saturday, September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Plus, sit where you want for the GA half of the day. For Dirty Honey, Finger 11, Tiger Cub, and local shots artist, Vixen77. Text FINALLY to 39333 for a link to all the info and another chance to win tickets. MMRBQ 2023. Eight great bands. The return of the Preston and Steve side stage and more. Don't miss it. Tickets start at just 25 bucks. On sale now via Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'd like to expand on the hot chocolate thing for a minute if you don't mind. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. It's a little fire that I have here that is full of... Uh, Recipes and whatnot. The connoisseur. He was correct. hanging around the corner just <laughs> waiting for us to talk about hot chocolate. He just sashayed in here. <laughs> so people are now dream, dreaming up hot chocolate charcuterie boards. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, charcuterie could be one of the words of the year. It's it's become very popular this year. Yes. Uh, they include, of course, a hot chocolate mix in either single-serving packets or in a large mason jar. Uh, the other stuff on the boards is, you know, well, things that can go in there. Uh, so uh, marshmallows, chocolate chips, whipped cream, peppermint candy, and there are some things that are less obvious. Uh, Christmas cookies, a Christmas-inspired trail mix, chocolate-covered pretzels, oh, and whatever your heart yeah. desires. I could, get, I could be down with this. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it depends on, you don't want to overwhelm. At the core, it's the hot chocolate itself. i got to find out the name of this place in Boyertown that sells this yeah. this stuff. But, but, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm... Actually, uh, I, I could see myself checking into this. My wife and children, uh, just a few weeks ago, they did, ended up making those hot chocolate bombs. What would you think of them? Well, well, I didn't get to try them, but looking at them, they looked amazing. Now, listen, I'm not a hot chocolate snob, but to me, hot chocolate is basically, you know, it's just yeah. mix some water. And, it's and mostly this, yeah. I, I don't only, like this. Yeah. I've only one time in my life ever had a hot chocolate that wasn't like any other hot chocolates, and that was in, in Paris. Okay. And I was essentially drinking what seemed like maybe a watered-down chocolate syrup because it, it was... That's what it's like. So, it was so, so, so If you go thick. to, is it Harrods in in, uh, in London? Yes, yeah. So So they, they, it's like, it's drinking like high-quality chocolate. Yeah. But the, the difference is a lot of times when you have like certain types of hot chocolate... As you're drinking it, you've got to drink water along with it because it's it's like it, 
there's a chalkiness to it, mm-hmm. not like with the um, with the the uh, the Boyer Town yeah. hot chocolate. We'll find out where it came from, or these places. It, it's very it's, it goes down smooth. But what I liked about the look of what the hot chocolate bombs were was the fact that all right, so there was hot you, chocolate. You pull the pin. Yeah, no, there was hot chocolate mix inside the chocolate, right? So the chocolate essentially, I mean, it was actual chocolate. It melted, and then inside the melted chocolate were yeah, marshmallows. Hot chocolate, yeah. Inside it's a, it's the a hollow bomb. chocolate ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But inside that is the actual hot chocolate mix, and right. then the marshmallows and all that. Stuff. Right, and so you put it into a hot milk, I assume, right? Uh, I, you, you would have to, milk, right? You could do milk, milk or, water. or water, depending on if you have you instant like uh, chocolate mix in there, hot chocolate mix, because I've I've made. Uh, hot chocolate mix before, and it's essentially, you know, there's like powder. There's a bunch of different ingredients, yep. and then you just add it to warm milk or hot milk. And, right. And uh, melt it and make it awesome. I've mentioned this before, but um, my son, my mom, my nephew, and I went and saw a show in um, in Philly a few years ago. So I don't know what the operation is currently during COVID, but we went to the, we, we were going to the, I think it was the Merriam. We stopped at the Ritz-Carlton and got hot chocolate while we were waiting. It was the most ridiculous hot chocolate I've ever had. I think it literally cost like $22 a, a cup, but whatever. It was, um, Casey, you talk about memorable hot chocolate? This was by far the most memorable hot chocolate I've ever <laughs> at had. At the Ritz. At so, the Ritz. So, it, while we were waiting for the show, because we, we were there early or whatever, yeah. it was insane. It was way overpriced. <laughs> but man, was for it good. Well, you know, hot with hot chocolate, and I'll say this. Your your memory of that hot chocolate is probably on a par of having it touched the first time for you, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's that. that, that yeah. Was that well, all right, not quite. Yeah, that, but it's in the realm. But pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever heard of the chocolate restaurant? Is it Max Max Brenner's? Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, a couple times. Okay, yeah. Yep. How uh, is it? It's okay. <laughs> well. For kids, it's great. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just it's chocolate. I mean, it's a chocolate restaurant. You sit down and I'll have a chocolate steak. <laughs> I mean, essentially, chocolate salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chocolate everything. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, there's one in Center City. Yeah. Yep. Still there? It, uh, yeah. Well, it was not right it, now. Uh, okay. It might be closed right. now. Um. Yeah, by the way, I even though I don't use the word, I do prefer cocoa. I think it sounds a hot little cocoa. Yeah. So, so if you watch Hallmark a lot, mm-hmm. it's the ratio of the times it's referred to as hot chocolate is about twenty percent. Yeah, eighty percent. Would you like some cocoa? Cocoa. Would you like some cocoa? Sounds a little more. Um. I don't know. Our yeah. cocoa here is much different than it is in the big city. I understand you're here on a business appointment. Heartwarming <laughs> cocoa. Or. Cow, 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 cow. All right, uh, let's see what else I got here for you. Want to stay with the sweet stuff? Yeah, we do. It's I think it's essential holidays to become grossly decadent. Oreo is coming out with a limited edition brookie. What is a brookie? It's Flavored a, cookie yeah. next month. Bro- brownie cookie? Yeah. I wasn't familiar with this. A brookie is a treat that is half brownie, half cookie. And they'll also place your bets for you, right? And that's a bookie. Oh. And uh, Oreo has turned it into a cookie that uses the classic Oreo cookies. But in the center, you'll find three creme flavors. Mm, I just creme right now. Brownie, original, and cookie dough. Uh, they'll be out in stores in January, by the way. It's not Oreo, but it's a boxed like brownie. But you can do it. It's it's the brookie. It's so it's part brownie, part cookie. Yeah. Well, do you know what turned out to be a bit of a revelation is the M and M, the brownie M and M's. Have you had those? No, don't think they I have. They are not no. bad. They're yeah. actually they're M and M's, but the filling is brownie. Okay. Hey, and the hot chocolate back to the railroad. <laughs> yeah. They put Ore- they crumbled Oreo cookies on top of it. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. That's nice. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
That's Steve in the back of the train. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You, you, sh- sh- come here. You're going to have to clear, clear the car out. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a brookie. A brookie. Uh, now, here's another thing that has to do with uh, chocolate and, and peanut butter, too, and marshmallow. Ooh. Reese's has created peanut butter cups mallow top that includes marsh- marshmallow flavored cream and milk chocolate with peanut butter in the center. What is this now? It's essentially marshmallow added to a peanut butter, uh, to a, a Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh. Uh, the treats haven't been spotted in stores yet, but Walmart's already been posting about them online. I don't know if I'm going to like this. Uh, proving that they are real. It looks like it's going to be an Easter treat. Yeah. I would think so, right? Yes. Okay, so they have actual Easter egg uh, illustrations on the wrapping. Yep. So, it essentially, instead of, imagine the a Reese's peanut butter cup. So, you have, you have the bottom chocolate. You have the layer of peanut butter in the middle, and then instead of chocolate on top of that, it's marshmallow on top of that. Oh, okay. And it's only 180 calories per serving, and a serving is one 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 one-eightieth of a uh, actual uh, piece of candy. Uh, so they are going to roll this out, obviously, yeah, for, for Easter. I'm not, so, you know, maybe in February they'll still get them out early. I'm not really sure. Um, and they might be available, yeah, it says uh, spring of 2021 ahead of Easter, so... Keep an eye out for that. I'm not sure what they're going to call it. Reese's does do a pretty good job at uh, reinventing their same candy for every holiday. They do. They got Christmas. They got Halloween. They got Easter. They have uh, uh, Valentine's Day. They kind of have you covered throughout the year. Wait, yep. they have Valentine's Day? Yes, yeah, they have hearts. They, they have hearts now? They have mm-hmm. special hearts around Valentine's, yeah. So there's always something special and, for you. And they're actually good for your heart. Too. They are, yes. yeah. yeah. Heart healthy. Heart healthy well, candy. Well, uh, protein. Yeah, yeah. All the food groups are there. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to work our way away from the sweet stuff Aww. and more into the savory stuff. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> uh, how about this? I, I, I'm i going to mention this. You may remember that uh, planters killed off uh, their Mr. Peanut. Yes. And we almost killed off Mr. Peanut. <laughs> uh, I mean, we almost killed him. Uh-huh. The cardboard classic. But in the, in the Super Bowl in, in uh, 2019, they had an ad where uh, Mr. Peanut was gone and everything. So um, the mascot was first brought back as a baby, then as a 21-year-old Peanut Jr., and now the brand says the character is turning 50. Planter says... That was fast. The 50-year-old is named Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe. What is he, a progeria? Mm. The aging disease? Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smythe, or just Bart. And he's uh, slinging Planter's new holiday merchandise line, which features ugly Christmas sweaters, ornaments, and other branded gifts. Now, I saw an advertisement. This is it. We're looking at it where he is walking along with a snowman. And, yeah. Okay. So this is the this is obviously the commercial. I didn't realize yeah. this was it. So this is the uh, hipper Mr. Peanut. Yep. And they're uh, they're rolling out uh, merch. Okay. okay. Uh, so that's kind of what this ad is about. Like uh, vagina scented candles, right? Uh, no, like ugly Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's oh, that's, uh, a, that's goop. a goop. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's another snacky thing, but is more sweet or not sweet, more savory than sweet or salty, I should say. Frito Lay. I like this. Giving you the chance to make a custom snack box. Uh, the maker, the chip maker announced on Thursday that it's now selling customizable snack variety packs on its web store at snacks.com. Shoppers can choose whatever mix of the 20 bags of snacks they want, and the selection includes six flavors of Lay's, eight kinds of Cheetos, eight varieties of Doritos, four flavors of Ruffles, two types of Fritos, plus popcorn, 
onions, and more. So do they combine it into one bag, or are these just separate bags no, 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 in a separate box? separate bags. You know, like when you buy when you buy a variety pack. Yes. So, and, and here's the deal. Whenever we buy, since we have kids, you know, Rochelle will go and buy, it comes in, in like a bag type of thing. Right, right. It's like yeah. a plastic bag, yeah, and you get like 40 different, you know, not different, but, but 40 bags. And there's always... Mm-hmm. One or two that are like the bottom of the barrel, we're not going to eat those. Right. Snacks, and it's kind of a waste, but but it's cheaper to buy the, the bulk amount right, right. and have these little <laughs> convenient-sized bags. What usually ends up... Uh, I d- like, I mean, well, prawn. Funyuns I don't care for. And listen, there's different varieties. There's, there's not only Lay's. There's other... Uh, companies that make these things as well. Frito Lay does it too. Uh, Pud. Um, so I, you know what? Or wait, Frito Lay does Lay. Lays, uh, yeah. Lays. I'm sorry about that, but anyway, there are other companies. Um, so yeah, like Funyuns, I wouldn't go near. Ours are Funyuns, always, Funyuns always... was always sort of the, the. To me, Funyuns were always mentioned when people were talking about if they got drunk. Funyuns were a good go to <laughs> because they're so salty, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. The Cheetos are always left over in our house. What? Like every yeah. bag of I'll Cheetos. Bring those over because we should swap. All right. Really? No. Well, here's the thing. My... Trade them in for hers cheese balls. There uh, you go. My uh, my girlfriend is addicted to the flaming hot Cheetos and uh, is curious as to whether or not you can just buy the dust that is associated with the flaming hot <laughs> Cheetos. I like them. Uh, I you, you mean you mean to do lines? Uh, no, just to like put on anything, like kind of like a hot sauce. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, like a you crumble. put it on top of like mac and cheese. Exactly. Like yeah. That, yeah, and and I think that they're fine. Uh, but it, Kathy, I think the swap idea is a good one because yeah. they don't stay in our house very long. So Chuck D'Amico always makes sure that uh, the Cheetos are eaten in my household. Okay, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's responsible he's, for he's that. A, he's a Cheetos guy. He actually yeah. breaks in. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chuck, I don't mind Chuck Cheetos standing in your kitchen. My son will actually eat the Funyuns, um, but I, you know. Uh, I don't like Cool Ranch Doritos, so oh, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a regular. Wow. Yeah, my Dorito flavors of choice are the regular nacho, but more so spicy nacho. I like the spicier ones. Do you yes. like Sun Chips? Uh, I yeah, do. they're okay. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I think I, I tend to be more uh, pedestrian in my I'm you know straight up regular chips, popcorn, pretzels. You know, yeah. not, not, I don't get too flamboyant. I'm not your RuPaul kind of snack eater. So when it comes to pretzels, I go for the extra dark ones. Those the uh, I believe Snyder's makes uh, the they're basically burnt, and I love that flavor. Are they marketed as such as yeah, extra dark? M- marketed as extra dark. Okay, yeah, I don't think I've had those, or if I did, I wasn't aware. Yeah, of that extra dark uh, pretzels with supremely spicy hummus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Supremely spicy hummus. Yeah, and this that is part little, of the extra yeah. dark. You had a little, you had a little grin on your face when you said that. Because I was, I, um, <laughs> I could hear it. Supremely <laughs> spicy hummus. Supremely spicy hummus. Preston, wake up! It's time for supremely spicy hummus. <laughs> you almost had the Casey facey when you said that. Well, I was um, trying to think of the brand name of hummus, and so that's what kind of that's where the smile really came from. <laughs> Extra dark. I've seen these. So are these I think more it's like Sabra? Are yeah, these good. more like beer, like real old style beer pretzels? Um, no, I'm. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I they look kind of thicker and yes. than than the uh, the standard. <laughs> but they're not those zanier. Yeah, they're not the sourdough kinds, but. Um, they okay. are. They are. Oh, and I said Snyder, but they're Uts. I uh, I lied. I'm a liar. Okay, you are Filthy a liar. liar. Yeah, and, and negate everything that he said. <laughs> uh, all right. So no, I, I think that's interesting because then you can maybe get rid of the options that you normally wouldn't dive into. The stinkers. Uh, yeah. yeah. By the way, pretzel chips have, have snuck their way back into my household again. They're good. I love those things. Okay. So here's my okay, <laughs> and, and we love them. 
Yeah. Let me buy them by the by the bushel because right. the families. Here's the problem. When you get about 80% done with them. I know where you're going with this. They turn into just crumbles. Yes, yes they do. So I've I been thinking about a recipe for those. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got one. Oh, we'll do tell. It's not really a recipe. Oh. You pour the Use bag spoon. into <laughs> milk. <laughs> into your mouth? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Here's my recipe. Here's a recipe. Yeah. Here's your recipe. Grab pour it into your mouth. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, uh, get a new bag, right? Um, oh, I read your tweet about the cereal this weekend. Oh, it's not that. Okay, uh, right. but uh, <laughs> well, that's a different story right, for a different right, time. Yeah. No, uh, they get the new bag of pretzel chips. Um, that that's your base layer for nachos. Then you take the disintegrated bag, pour that on top of the nacho ingredients, put that in the microwave for two and a half minutes. You're, you're golden. That's not Good bad. Golden. That's not bad. What are you? I, I was, golden. <laughs> you're, you're I know. Golden. Every now and then, one of us stumbles on a word, and it's yeah. hilarious. I was thinking about maybe grinding them up a little bit more, and then using them as like you know how you use breadcrumbs for you know like. Uh, uh, coating uh, chicken breast or something like that. Yeah, you can do that too. Yeah, wonder, you could definitely that do that. Might be a way to do that. Now they have uh, a whole section of their website for recipes, but I'm not exactly sure if it's for the crumbs. Right, your crumb bomb. Rizzo would have come what, up I'll with something. I'll take the Doritos and crunch them up and make a new recipe out of them. I'll take all of behind the house. <laughs> That's what I'll entertain you and make appetizers. He could have done a whole yeah. restaurant <laughs> chain of crumb bombs. Welcome to crumb bombs, and it's nothing but stuff left over. You'll at the bring bottom your of crumbs, bags. and I'll make your lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can even have it a dessert yeah. side for like you know crumbs left over. Yeah. From, Oreos, or, yeah, or yeah, Oreos Yo, or, or cake or things like that. Nothing but crumbs. What's Welcome the to um, crumb bums? Welcome to crumb bums. <laughs> there's a um, there's a crumb bum encrusted uh, grilled peanut butter and jelly. Is there not? What do you crumb bum encrust that with? What's that? I'm sorry. You make a grilled peanut butter and jelly, and you encase that in crumpled up what, Marissa? What a grilled peanut know? butter and jelly? Yes. And you use some kind of crumb thing? Yes. Uh, I don't. Hold on, Marissa mm. might know. Hold on a second here, Marissa. Case, I think what you're thinking of. We had a chef come in a few years ago, and I think he put it. He used like cereal, like Captain Crunch or something. Mm. It says cornflakes. Does oh, that make sense? Flakes. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's cereal. Creme crumb creme brulee. Uh, cornflakes crusted grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, crumbs are good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, a voice of reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Finally, a slogan yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. that we have for Crumbum. Suddenly, yeah. crumbs are good. All the villagers are there with torches lit, and then Casey steps forward. Crumbs are. <laughs> You're a real Crumbum. <laughs> Welcome, table for two. Mm-hmm. The Crumbums. <laughs> the Crumbums. There is a. No, no, that's the whole damn there thing. There is a bag Stand I up. have of uh, crumbs from a snack I was just eating. I wanted to ask you if you had a way to employ these remaining crumbs into some sort of recipe. I'm busy. You I'm can answer. I don't have time for recipes. I'm busy. I don't have time to make your lunch for you if you're recipes. But what I would recommend is you take uh, crumbs from onions, you use them in the base of, like, Doritos, and then you make some sort of uh, taco sauce. Forget it. Scram. Get out of here. Scram. I'm not, I don't have time for recipes. Get out of here. Sir, I understand that these... Away from me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not, not feeding you lunch. <laughs> I don't have time to make recipes based on the crumbs remaining in your various snack foods. <laughs> a private citizen. Yes, you get away from me. I, really? I, I, do you come at me out of the blue with asking for recipes? I don't have time. <laughs> be on the street, sir. I don't want to talk to you. Get away from me. I don't know. I'm not. Th- I'm thinking about desserts. I don't have time for savory. I don't have time for salt-based men- menu items now. I'm not even in that frame of mind. Get away. Get away from you. Get away. 
I'm thinking about how to get marshmallows on top of Reese's Pieces, and you're coming at me. What do I do with my crumbs? I'll take the lot of you outside and kick you in the ass. Sir, one more question. I'm... <laughs> he won't let it go. I, won't, I swear to God, I'll murder the lot of you. Telling you, get away from me. You are the symbol you, of law and you order. You with your demand for recipes based on the crumbs of food you've eaten is the most repulsive thing I've ever encountered. For many years, people looked get up away, to you and respected you. Look, creep, get out of here. Look, you... Crumb, creep, creme. <laughs> Look, creep. Creep. Can we start calling people creeps creep. again? Creep. <laughs> creep is a good word if it's used properly. Yeah. Yeah, Yo, better, creep. Better than crumb. Yeah. Way crumb. better than crumb. Crumb creep. It went to a bum You take the crumbs from a creep and you put it in some mayonnaise. You're a lush, yeah. You put it in an oven Ooh, at 450. Hey, uh, what? Your Honor, what, do you want? Uh, what about a crumb? <laughs> what about a crumb crepe? Crumb crepe. Ooh, yeah. that's got a name. That's got a ring to that it. That could work. Crumb it's got crepe. Illi- alliterative. You got a crepe like the uh, like the frogs make. Is that okay to say? <laughs> like the frogs make. Is that uh, you know? I, I might have some problems with uh, the way I refer to people. Mm-hmm. Creep, get out of here. How could you <laughs> get out of here? Get out of here, the frog freak. Creme creep. <laughs> Creme creep. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. <laughs> what? What? I don't know. You led me down a verbal path that I ended up on an old song in the American songbook. I went to Ridley Creek State you Park. can't tell ladies Creek. sing this song. <laughs> do-da, do-da. Thank you. I crossed Nick over. Nick went to cross over the creek. Crumb Creek. To the Creme Creek. Crumb Creek made Crumb. me think of. Crumbs. Crizzo. 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 Crizzos. Crizzos. Crizzos crumb bums. Crumb Creek. What about Rizzo we, Quizzos? We how, should, about, how, about, how about Rizzo uh, from as uh, from, from Greece? Yeah. yeah, I like it. Uh, I uh, got a bun in the oven. Uh, <laughs> Kanicki, I got to talk to you. There are worse things I can do. Tell me more. Tell me more. Answer to our question. Creep. <laughs> like, does he have a car? <laughs> Okay. I like Rizzo Quizzo. Well, you could do that. You could do that yeah. one night. It's not food related. Well, yes. Look at the Louisiana purchase. <laughs> Rizzo does it. They ask the Quizzo questions for the night. Who fought in the Boxer Rebellion? Table seven. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually writing that down. Rizzo Quizzo. <laughs> we could do that on the air. <laughs> crumb. 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 <laughs> An entire category of crumbs? <laughs> Crumb cake. Oh man! Who played Harry Crumb? Yeah, there's one. Oh, uh, John, John Candy. Yeah. John Candy. Yeah, yeah table six. <laughs> <laughs> Any other crumb questions? Uh, creeps in history, right? Creeps in history. Crumb creeps. Yeah. Um, bums. Bums. Crumbs and bums. <laughs> and the lot. That is. sounds like a Jeopardy category. Yeah, crumbs, crumbs and, and bums. Crumbs and bums. And yeah. yeah. Potent crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> Crumb rum raisin. I don't know what that means, but Let's I like it. Have uh, Rizzo take over for Alex oh. Trebek. Yeah, crumb brulee. Somebody. Uh, I understand you do macrame. Mm. Crumb creek creme crumb. I'm reading the uh, text messages. Uh, or crumb brum brulee. Yeah, a lot of people like crumb brulee. Yeah, crumb brulee actually could be good. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hang on. Okay. Since you mentioned Greece, yeah. <laughs> where is it? All right, here we go. Wait, I got I to find this. They're coming in too quickly. Creepifying. As you can imagine. Oh, ah! Creepifying. Crumifying. Rizzifying. It's a crumb bum, baby. 
Okay. You sounded like Bill Weston when you said that. What? Okay. 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 Uh, Time to wrap up the meeting. Okay. What is this, Marissa? From the Ritz. Here's an update. The Ritz Carlton is serving hot chocolate. Did I get you at the Ritz Carlton? Yes, you did. Yes, that was the one I mentioned. You got a bony crumb. Hot chocolate at. at Camaro's outdoor dining area. Okay. Uh, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 10 p.m., and Saturday, 1 to 10 p.m. And uh, at Camaro is the restaurant inside the hotel, but I guess they're going to be doing it outside. Hot chocolate has that unique property of making you just feel better, especially if there's a little bit of chill in the air, you know, and I like that's It is a wonderful thing. It, it's like a little dessert, Dick. It is. Yeah. Mm. This one was a big dessert. Mm. All right. Anyhow, I think that's uh, I think that's going to wrap it for the connoisseur today. I don't even know which story we were talking about. That last part, <laughs> no idea. I have no the Frank Rizzo recipe book. Where we ended? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're, well, we were talking about uh, the um, crumb crumb light. No, it was, real crumb bum. It was the crumbs of the uh, pretzel chip, pretzel crisps. Yes, and what to do with them. So anyhow, uh, I have more connoisseur stories, but unfortunately, I don't have the time. So we're going to take a break. Make sure you stay put because we will be right back. early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system the same day or you don't pay. Book online at Horizon Easy Book. Uh, This is messed up, man. An Ohio woman found dead in her home was likely killed. Her own dogs, police said. Mary Matthews was found in her Ohio home on Friday. The cause of death has been determined to be a dog attack. Investigators found two large but thin Great Danes on an enclosed deck of the home, and blood was present throughout the house. You don't usually hear about this with Great Danes. No. Matt, Matthews' husband, Mark Matthews, found his wife unresponsive Friday, called authorities. He had been in county jail since Wednesday. 
and returned home that day. There's no information on when the attack might have occurred. Mark uh, said the family rescued the dogs about two years ago, but one had recently become vicious, biting his arm. He said, I wanted to get rid of him, but she wouldn't. She loves animals. Authorities believe the dogs attacked the woman, and she was able to put them outside before succumbing to her injuries. Police believe she may not have realized the severity of her injuries, and there was evidence that she had changed her clothing as well as attempted to clean up the blood with towels. She was leaving for a Halloween party in her cat costume. <laughs> uh, police said the victim suffered from chronic alcoholism and took several <sighs> prescription medications, which may have impacted her ability to respond to the situation appropriately. So That's horrible. Never heard of that. That's yeah. pretty wild, yeah. Uh, some fishermen made a once-in-a-lifetime catch intent on some lobster. They instead hauled in a deer. A surprise considering it was spotted in the water five miles away from shore. The rare sea deer. <laughs> Sean Dowling, Jared Thaxter, and Ron Rendor were setting uh, lobster traps off the coast of Harrington, Maine on Monday when they spotted a deer. I am so freaking lost. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't believe the animal had made it so far from land. Uh, Where the hell am I? And Dora said, I am sure that he had been going from island to island or shore to an island and he couldn't see or got caught in the current. He was just kind of going with the flow. He Which way is Donegal? He wasn't trying to fight it or swim with it. He was just kind of floating along. No way that he made it that far on one tide. It was adorable pressing the footage of it. It's, it's, it's in the back of the boat, and the look on its face is like, what the F? Yeah, he said uh, they had to help. He said, I told my guys we got to grab him. I uh, said, I didn't really figure it out. I just said, throw him in the boat, and we're going to take him to land. And they kind of looked at me like I had ten heads, but they did it. Posted photos on uh, Facebook, and uh, he said, found this little guy five miles offshore wow. today, drifting further away from land. They dropped him off at a beach, and he was good to go. So, wow. yeah, saved him. So about that, those deer hunters that found a whale in the woods, right? How about that? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Imagine. <laughs> it's lost. Scotland. Uh, there's disturbing footage out of Scotland that shows an idiot uh, helping insert a large bottle rocket between a guy's butt cheeks. Yeah. And uh, and they light it up as his pals look on. Uh, so they light the fuse before the man leans over. When sparks begin to singe his top, uh, the friend yells, It's burned up your back. It's uh, in your ball sack. But as the fuse reaches the charge and the device prepares to go off, I cannot uh, put the fire out now. It's our national anthem. The guy runs, yanks it out, and it hits the ground with just a second to spare. The firework then explodes in a flash of bright colors. Uh, before wow, the 20, that's pretty. Before the 25-second Twitter clip watched by more than 160,000 people ends, it's not known where the back garden video was filmed, but both men have Scottish accents. Uh, the mindless stunt was last night's uh, condemned, or was condemned last night by safety campaigners and burn victims relatives ahead of bonfire night celebrations, whatever that is. Well, they did that on Jackass, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple times. You see it happen all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. It's a go-to. You it's really just see funnier it. with guys with Scottish accents. I think so. Yeah. 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 Burn the balls. I brought it up. Uh, a man was stabbed to death over a chicken sandwich at Popeye's in <gasps> Maryland. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. That is a hell of a commercial. The suspect remains on the loose. The man was stabbed on Monday. According to a preliminary investigation, an argument started inside the restaurant when one man God. cut in front of another man in line specifically designated for those ordering the wildly popular chicken sandwiches that returned to Popeye's restaurants on Sunday. It spilled outside where one man stabbed another. <laughs> 
Responding officers found the victim in the parking lot suffering from stab wounds. He was taken to a hospital where he died less than an hour later. He's 28 years old. Police spent hours at the crime scene Monday night and are trying to identify the suspect. 28 years old gets murdered for a chicken sandwich. Uh, two things. I got a sneak preview of the spicy chicken sandwich on Saturday. Did I, you? Yes. How is it? It's delicious. Is it worth committing murder? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, no. Nothing's worth uh, that. Yeah. Uh, but it is good. Uh, it ranks... Just below the Chick Fil A spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's a competitor. It's really but it hasn't taken the the it, title. Yeah. It's crispy. But I also saw yesterday footage of these two guys fighting at a drive-through at a Popeyes chicken, uh, and this one dude just gets just obliterated. He's an idiot, and he and he punches this guy's truck, and that's like, oh no 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 no. He punched the truck. He punched the truck, and the guy gets out. He's like, don't you ever touch my truck again! <laughs> and then the guy who gets knocked out. He went like this. <laughs> the guy who gets knocked out. <laughs> 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 don't punch Trump. The guy who gets knocked out, his wife comes running over to him. She goes, oh, Ned, now you, you, you did it again. You know, like, like when you, she, goes, she goes, when are you going to learn? I got to see this. Oh, it's great. When are you going to learn? <laughs> This is the driver's wife? No, the dude who got punched. Oh, my the dude God. Who, he, he punched the truck, then he got knocked out, and then his wife, just to add insult to injury, goes, it's your own fault. <laughs> you shut your moron. I told you we should have gone to Wendy's. Oh, oh, I can't believe he punched yeah, the we truck. Yeah, we need that audio. Oh, yeah. Quickly. He did yeah. it again. Oh, yeah. again. He's so stupid when it comes to sandwiches. Oh, yeah, and then, and then some guy with no shirt or shoes comes into the picture. <laughs> I, got some, <laughs> I got some bottle lockets. Like, where did this guy come from? He was like a surfer or something. <laughs> All right, we like Spicoli. All right, God, <laughs> God Almighty. <Appleton. laughs> One last story: A bear that had been shot by a hunter fell out of a tree, bit the hunter, and then tumbled down a cliff with the hunter, oh according God. to North Carolina Wildlife Resource Commissioner Andrew Helton. Uh, Helton said the hunter rolled off a slight cliff with a 350-pound bear on Saturday. Wow. He said the hunter was uh, with another man who had shot the bear while it was in the tree. The bear fell out of the tree and then began biting the hunter. The bear walked away after the two tumbled off the cliff. Officers found the bear dead on Sunday, and it was uh, taken to a State Department of Agricultural lab for rabies testing. Jesus. The hunter was uh, taken to a hospital in Asheville with several injuries. Don't yeah, let me die without tasting a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear him on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Head to Rita's to try the new peach ring ice or add delicious frozen custard for a pink peach ring gelati or as a peach ring frozen drink. Rita's, man. 
What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Courtney Kardashian taking to Instagram to share her five rules of raising three children. Courtney wrote, quote, nanny, 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 nanny. <laughs> Many speculating that lyrics in Miley Cyrus's new song uh, she says that says she could not pretend anymore are actually a diss on her ex-husband, Liam Hemsworth. Astute Cyrus fans also point to the following lyric, which goes, I never loved Liam Hemsworth, and he has a small penis. No. Oh, my God. And finally, Cindy Crawford's daughter, Kaya Gerber, is reportedly heartbroken over the breakup of a relationship with Cara Delevingne. Friends say Kaya often wakes up after dreaming of making love to Cara, only to find herself alone in bed with her tongue out. No. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. I need to clean out my junk drawer oh, yeah. stuff, so let me dig in. There's a ton of crap in there. Some stories have added up this week. There you go. Peter the Mike. All right, let me dig in here and find a story. Okay, so I saw this. It's a TikTok trend. It's been popular for a couple of weeks. I normally do not care about stuff like this. That's the best course of action when it comes to TikTok trends. <laughs> yes, well, exactly. that's so funny because there was something on TikTok that I wanted to bring up to you guys and try, and I'm like, I don't know. They're probably not going to be into it because it's on TikTok. Well, if you like it, then you've already vetted it. We might it, consider it. I want to talk about this thing that is going on because I didn't know what this was, but Marissa got me an example. I'll play example if you don't know, but lately, sea shanties have been a thing on TikTok. Now, I love sea shanties. Sea shanties. <laughs> You know what they are? Yeah, they, yeah they're, they're like a song. Sea exactly. Songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, oh. and Steve did the arm yeah. motion. Right. And which I, is exactly wait, what we'll oh. gather around the wharf tonight and find a happy whale. Yeah, so. Oh, I thought it was a, like a house right on the. A shanty is. A shanty area. can be like a yeah. shack, okay. yes. But old-fashioned work songs that used to be sung by sailors on ships yeah. have been popular uh, for the past couple of weeks. And it began when a, a Scottish musician, a guy named Nathan Evans, recorded a video performing a 19th century shanty called Wellerman, uh, and it went viral, and then TikTok users started duetting on his recording, doing the sea shanties of their own, and now it's kind of taken off. So I have an example of one that uh, that Marissa, I believe, uh, pulled up for me. Yeah, here we go. She had not been two weeks from shore and turned on her a right whale bore. The captain called all hands and swore he'd take that whale and tow. So this started off as just one guy right. doing it, and then other people recorded their oh, harmonies oh, on cool. Two years ago, uh, early 90s, I purchased Sweat into the Shanty. <laughs> Sweat into the Shanty. And, <laughs> and sugar and tea and rum. I love one it. day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. I, you know what? I yeah. don't hate this. I know. No, no, no. I, I don't hate this because... it's very To me, it's very Celtic sounding. Steve, when we were in Ireland, yeah. mm-hmm. and you remember, right. when we were in Newcastle West, right. and we were broadcasting from this pub, they didn't have a sound system. Nope. They didn't have nothing. The people at the bar sang songs, and it was... Pretty damn cool. It was. Yep. You guys remember there was a stretch on whose line it is, is it anyway, where they would end the show with the shant- with the shanty, and everybody would have to. They were making it up. Yep. It was yeah. improv, and so they would go yeah. down the line, and everybody would have a line to the shanty. But it was certainly at this pentameter and this type of singing. Mm-hmm. So there's a movie called Once, and uh, it's with this guy Glenn Hansard, and it's yeah. set in in Ireland. And there's just one scene in particular. Where uh, Glenn Hansard's character brings this girl, who I believe is from the Czech uh, Republic, and he brings her to this Irish bar. And these people, I mean, it, it basically it looks like somebody's kitchen. And they're just hanging out, and they're not only singing like this, but then, and I don't know if this is a thing or not, it seemed like they were making up a song as they were going along. They were improv Yeah. Give her drinks and lube her up and nail her back at home. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> 
Steve, you used to do this thing that cracked me up. <laughs> and it, you would do the Irish accent, and, and, and it was like, oh, and we'll bang your wife until, you know. And, <laughs> and just, murder all your kids. Yeah, this, we'll throw you off the roof tonight and blow up your house. Okay? Yeah, just this horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. Going on in this wonderful little yeah. Fun oh yeah, but it sounds melody. like sounds, everything yeah. sounds more wonderful that way. Yeah, um, and we burned their bodies and killed their kids <laughs> and threw them off the roof. Yeah. So what I'm curious about, and obviously not right now because uh, things are the way they are, but are there any bars in Philly that? Yeah. Or like that where people sing at Absolutely. the Absolutely. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I have a couple of friends. In fact, um, uh, I was just talking about one of them uh, off air earlier today, and they're from like Donegal, uh, Ireland. And ah, listen, Donegal. Ah, ah. Herta, Herta. <laughs> Great to be in Donegal. Herta, Herta. Herta, Herta. I don't know. Swedish. 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 Yeah. No, I was. Listen, doing, I'm Duggo Swiss, so. Yeah, okay. It's that's great to be in Sweden tonight to knocking back our hill. But you guys heard me say, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, the friend of theirs. So they are part of this, like, really um, thick Irish community here in the Philadelphia area. And there are places where they will all go. And, and so they're into the. Uh, the soccer leagues in right. in uh, Europe and stuff like that, and they'll get up and they'll be in these pubs at you know nine o'clock in the morning, and you know we're able yeah. to open at twenty five percent capacity. Chris, Casey, all of that. Um, plus, there is a place called Fergie's. Um, it's oh, currently yeah. not open. As in Black Eyed Peas? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> As in uh, the uh, Irish. He he's like right off the boat Irish. Love he's it. amazing. Love it. Um, and they have Irish nights. So I've been in there. They have great veggie food, and um, the, there's literally just five people sitting around. Around the table playing like all of the. With an accordion? Uh, yes, yes. Tell yeah. me, sweetheart, where can you go for some good vegetarian food? <laughs> There's a place like that in uh, Doylestown. Okay. I think it's I called want... Mom's. Okay. Is uh, Mom they... upstairs? Well, yeah, and it is. Oh, up... I would bang your mom and kill your dad. <laughs> <laughs> they pl- yeah, they go, they play upstairs. And they on her back. Oh, oh Jesus. What? My it's God. an old Irish shanty God almighty. Finish off. If you guys remember when Erin uh, McGarity, our old uh, intern and uh, assistant here, she yeah. married Sean. Uh, she Ferguson. married Sean and met him here, right? Or as I call and him, he Ferguson. finished on her back. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. What? Was the wedding night? <laughs> but I believe it was either their wedding night or whatever. But like all all of his oh, Irish Betty? lads, they all came over and they were singing together. And they have these these songs that they sing together. I guess they learn in you know um, secondary school or elementary school. But it's a thing that they do. It's a thing you do. It's yeah. a thing they do. Ah. Hey, so, Marissa, what's Schaefer's shanty? Schaefer shanty. Is that the one that we're? Playing? No, no, no. I don't. It's a bar in the bar. city. I didn't oh. know if maybe that familiar? was like one like uh, a bar like that. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. I'm gonna look uh, it up. But the other ones I was thinking of were Tiernanog, which is uh, Tiernanog right is a near, classic. Um, Love Park. That's Tiernanog. Yes. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, uh, that Tiernanog. Yeah. Tiernanog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been, been I haven't been there in a long time. I've been pretty drunk there. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I barely remember been. there. Is that yeah. the one where and on we'll the use okay. our fingers. We'll use our toes and anything you want. What's that case? Uh, I um, was a good I night. ended up peeing on the bus tire. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oh, they, I couldn't find the bathroom, and we were doing wouldn't... we were doing a uh, a pub tour with Guinness. Oh, Declan! Oh, oh my Declan. god! Oh my god! Oh, you my that god. guy drink. Dude. The whole purpose oh, of man. these events, and people don't they may not remember, but the whole purpose it was like it was a night of just descent into mm-hmm. madness. Mm-hmm. And you guys all did those tours. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I don't drink, so I would be an unlikely candidate for so it. So we um, we had oh. such a crazy night that, Our, that I got... The stories were amazing. Well, I got pulled into Bill's office that following Monday uh, and got a talking to about it. I was like, I, 
No, not the bus. Well, no, nobody knew about that. Kathy beat me over the head with a purse Uh at one point. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not out of anger, but out of fun. Well, out of love. (laughs) Love. It was a love beating. Yeah. uh, We were supposed to make it in Donegal. We were supposed to make the five bars that night. We We, we made it. Did we? I don't know if we made it on air. Oh, I didn't make it to the fifth bar. At one of the bars, maybe it was Black Sheep. Yes. It was so bad. I remember And I was in such bad shape that I decided to leave and I went upstairs to a, because they have different rooms. And I was like, I need to be by myself. I cannot be with these people anymore because I am so hammered right now. I remember that night at Black Sheep and we were just all night long. Ole, 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 ole. Remember when we used to get sloppy drunk yeah and i think together pa- i think paula was the sales rep and she like cut us off and said don't put them on the air anymore. that's right yeah like, and we, we were doing live hits we weren't allowed on the air it is now bar was counterproductive <laughs> it's like feeling the fruits of life yeah. Yeah. But, like, uh, but that guy so you had you had you guys now you were there and the whole idea was to create that atmosphere of imbibing and having fun well, the then you had you had the rep declan who is who is an, a complete enabler, a great guy, but yep. Jesus. Well, he's you also come, like come back with seven foot four. Like, yeah. You can't keep up with that guy. Anyway, so shanties. Here's another shanties. one for you real quick. Here. One day when the tongue is done, you'll take Stuff like that at the um, at the Renaissance Fair. Yes. <laughs> I had a job at a place called Murphy's Irish Pub in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. One of the best jobs I've ever had. And the only reason I bring it up is that I know that some listeners have also been there. And Steve, if you like that vibe, if yeah. you like the Irish bar vibe, it's on King Street in Alexandria. It's still there. If you're ever in Alexandria, and this is the type of pub that you're interested in, in um, they going do shanties to, there. Oh my God, they they would have like the this type of music every Friday and Saturday night. You worked at CVS. Awesome. Did they do it there as well? They didn't do it at CVS. And um, you'll find a pens and nile five. <laughs> <laughs> We did have to clean up shampoo from time to time. Oh, well, that's the same. Really? Less festive, yeah. <laughs> all right, sea shanties, all the range. Go uh, go have at it. Let me, see. Let me see what else I got here. Saw so a story that um, there is something you didn't consider about uh, the pandemic that is causing an issue, a health issue. Uh, there are more broken toes in the past year than there have been in the past. All right. Multiple- I'm, trying to, I'm trying to hypothesize why this might be the case. I think maybe more people are more casual footwear around the house. Yeah, exactly. So uh, multiple podiatrists told the Washington Post they've seen a considerable uptick in toe breaks since the pandemic began. Huh. Uh, podiatrist uh, Ben Pearl tells the paper the short reason is that with the pandemic, people are spending more time at home. And it makes sense most people don't wear shoes around their own home, making them more prone to injury. Ah, you'll break your toes. I'll work in a home and I'll finish on your back. Uh, upping the risk <laughs> of being going. Him, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just the, the back, refrain. Back, back, Yeah. Uh, upping the risk of broken toes is the fact that many of us have rearranged our living spaces. There you go. To accommodate working from home or schooling kids at home and so on. And people are drinking more, too. <laughs> There's an exceptional pain to that errant toe that gets whipped in the wrong direction or you stub it. It just... Yeah. Uh, y- usually... The the most pain I get is the pinky toe uh, when I when I hit when I hit that thing. I wailed oh, mine the other God. night, and I, I if I had had I, I 
you, you you just lose all control of your body. So I just I would have vomited. I would anything <laughs> if I had food in my mouth, or I would have you know if I was holding a thing of nitroglycerin, I would have dropped it. It doesn't matter. The pain just overrides everything. Yep. So fortunately, um, it doesn't last all that long. It's not like getting you know kicked in the nuts or something. Right. Yeah. But if you break it, and then them walking becomes an issue. Uh, here, Tech says uh, I've never broken a bone until this year, and I broke two toes in two months. There oh, you go. Man. There you go. So that might be it's part probably of it. it. Yep, so uh, be careful. All right, let me see what else. Um, we, we've talked about uh, Cameo before. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you can do birthday wishes and hellos and stuff like that. Hi, but this is Liam Neeson. I understand, Jimmy, that it's your eighth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know it's a hard world out there. Well, apparently now the trend is to get the celebrity to break up your relationship for you. <laughs> wow. and, and some people have been doing a lot of them. Um, Sugar Ray singer Mark McGrath yeah. has been a popular choice for Cameo users looking to pass their breakup responsibilities on to him. Well, he had one that had been requested and it went viral and a lot of people were talking about it. So I guess he immediately earned yep. that status. Yep. By the way, he's had a lot of work done on his face. Has he? A lot well, of work. He was a good-looking guy. Very good-looking guy, which is probably why he's had a lot he of good and a lot of work. Yeah. See, with me, it's like, who cares? Um, so he had said, I, you know, I've been doing these for fun. I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, but Ma- even Matthew Perry says that he'll deliver any kind of messages, and he has done uh, breakup videos as well. So, oh, that's right. kind of sad, though. Like, yeah, then what if I the know. person likes that celebrity, and now they've just ruined their life? Well, maybe it might be be a little bit of a buffer if you happen to, if someone you like is telling you and, and giving you words of encouragement. But it how much depend on what type of breakup? How much? Yeah. How bad of a breakup can it be if you're that hiring you, a celebrity? that you're hiring a celebrity yeah. to do it? I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I okay. don't think it's you know something I mean? Nicole Brown Simpson would have done. You know, like so. I, I think it, well, yeah, it, I it was more volatile. No, but I think. If it's a, hey, we know this is over, you could have fun with this. Yeah. Right? I don't, I don't think a divorce would be the right thing. Yeah. You know? No. Hey, and, honey. And kids and everything. And, yeah. Maybe, like, I would say, like, a year and under. You've been dating for a, a year yeah. or under. Okay. Anything over, you you can't hire a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's been the latest, and, and a lot of people are up for it. You guys ever do a cameo? Steve uh, I mean, has. Hire yeah. one. Yep. Uh, I did with Kevin Sorbo, because my wife loves yeah. loves the show Hercules and always had a crush on him. And I told him that in the little description, and he couldn't have been better. And talked for a while, you know? My, my best friend, I want to say, when his birthday's coming up in a couple of months, but I can't think... Because, like, the movie lines that we throw at each other yeah, yeah. are really offbeat, obscure right. people who didn't even really have a career. No, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't find anyone. I doubt would, Tom Cruise is doing them. That would make sense. So I said, Tom Cruise, you can't handle the truth, but <laughs> apparently you can handle a lot. <laughs> Billy says thanks for last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently you yeah. can handle a lot. All right, so they have <laughs> categories. I wonder if there's a categories of, like, 80s movies. Uh, oh, probably. You know? Uh, this is Pope Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, that's no. amazeballs. <laughs> what you did for those children was totally amazeballs. <laughs> Our friend Kate Flannery does them. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Kate, Kate. Flannery does them. And uh, oh. so there's so many Office fans out there, and I know other people in the oh. Office have done it too. Like uh, a mint. Oscar and uh, a few others from that show, yeah. Yeah, and, and some people, I, I, we joke, and we'll diminute it as far as its, it's deal, but if you're a fan... That's an awesome thing, I, for I, sure. I don't know all the characters on The Office, but the kind of larger, bald guy, 
Oh, um, Kevin. He has made a career yeah. out of Cameo. He's like yeah. one of the most popular Cameo guys out there, so from what I hear. Preston, Kate Flannery's getting, t- you can get two Mark McGraths for a Kate Flannery. Okay. All right, Press, here we go. For uh, I just typed in 80s. You got a couple of here. They're, um, Lisa Lisa, it's her birthday today. Ooh. Debbie Gibson is available. Ooh. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, as Hasselhoff is 500 bucks. Let's order one right now. Boy George, Tone Loke. How much is Boy George? Uh, Boy George is 300 bucks. Tone Loke no. is 200 bucks. Sebastian Bach. Eat me. Dude. What? Billy D. Williams. Billy How D- much? Mm. 300 bucks. Oh. Shaka Khan is... Six hundred bucks. Oh, it's another birthday boy, Mario Van Peebles. Oh, Peebles is Peebles. <laughs> yeah, he's a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah, you got a right. uh, Tiffany's a hundred bucks. Interesting. All right, so breakups are the latest thing, by the way, huh. uh, in Canada. Last story case? Yeah, I think so. All right, so uh, this is a little bit offbeat, but the Tower of London. We visited that when yes. we went to uh, England a couple of years ago. Uh, the Tower of London's Queen Raven is missing and feared dead, according to the uh, staff at the fortress. So apparently they they keep this flock of ravens there. And I remember being there and saying, they're huge. They're they're these big black birds. I remember seeing them. Yeah, yeah. I just thought they were, that's why they just kind of, you know, flew in and hung out. But apparently they... They have a. They uh, cultivate them. Yeah, they. They. Uh, I was going to say they grow them there. <laughs> they grow them there. But they. Do you have uh, any of those crow seeds? Mm. Uh, the tower usually has six ravens at any time, and according to legend, if they ever leave, then both the fortress and the kingdom will fall. Yes. Uh, there are currently seven. One, in... two, three, four, five, six. Ah! There are seven in residence. A spokesman said Marlena's continued absence indicates to us that she may have sadly passed away. So that's Marlena. She is the the queen. It is a most great restaurant as Marlena's comes. As you know, the legend of the kingdom will fall if we do not have Sandra's presence all night. So it is now that I must inform that that thank you. Disgusting. We need a different spokesperson. <laughs> Who hired him? Yeah, time to retire, bro. It's always some guy with big mutton chops. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Can we get a young guy? <laughs> I'm 27. <laughs> Taking care of these birds will age uh, He added, Merlina was our undisputed ruler of the roost, queen of the Tower Ravens. She will be greatly missed by her fellow ravens, the Raven Master, and all of us here in the Tower community. But if you know Molina, you know that's so Raven. <laughs> I believe the people that work at the Tower, I think they volunteer. I think they, uh, I, 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 I want to say I'm I remember sure. reading that. Uh, it was great. I really enjoyed going I'm a complete there. Anglophile when it comes to this stuff. The Royal Family, the Tower, you know, even watching The Crown is so much fun. Oh. It, 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 listen, um... Some people don't get it. I love it. It's a dated concept, but it's pretty cool. That There's nothing wrong with that yeah. and embracing that and keeping that going. Yeah. Yeah, there are touristy spots in London that you'd think maybe are a little cheesy or whatever. This was not. I, I really enjoyed that tour, and um, I'd go back. And I, The Crown Jewels are there. It was really cool. By the way, if you do want to see the Crown Jewels, my only one-time visit there, my recommendation, we got as soon as it opened, and it was the first place we went, and there was nobody there. And apparently oh, the line... You were putting on the crown. We yeah. looked at, out in front of where the Crown Jewels are, 
uh, is one of those back and forth switchback uh, yeah. weight line things. And, you know, you could just by walking through that, we're like, okay, this could take forever on a busy day. Uh, but we got right in. It was very impressive. Yeah. So uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the uh, Raven Master, Christopher Scaife, said that he would be taking some time to mourn Merlina. Uh, Tower staff added that they had no immediate plans to replace her. And uh, Charles is believed to Charles is believed to have been the uh, first monarch to officially decree that the birds must be kept at the tower at all times. So one of them's gone. Uh, and uh, oh, oh, apparently, when numbers fell to just a single Raven Guard, Winston Churchill had ordered that the flock, which is known as an unkindness, that's a that's a flock of ravens, an unkindness, yes, wow. uh, was increased to at least six. In we watched uh, Greece the flock. Yes, in uh, 2018, the tower launched Get the flock out of here. A raven breeding <laughs> program. Quoting least weapon true. Uh, after his story. Of course. Yes. What did the shepherd say? The other shepherd? Winston Churchill that was, was a, a visionary. Was, was it? First, okay. That was in the first one, Winston. I'm sorry. I will have to throw that at you. But anyhow, uh, it was becoming increasingly difficult to source the birds. So, all right. And that's all I have time for, I guess, in my uh, thing that I just did. What was it? The junk drawer. <laughs> and that, uh, that wraps up tonight's thing that I just said. I'm yes. Tom Brokaw. <laughs> it's called the news. Yes, there is, Lord. We are going to take a break. We'll be right back. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. 